All right, let's start. Then. So your shirt's forty nine. Oh yeah, okay. it's forty eight. Okay, do it. All right. Uh, my name is Josh Alvarez. I am Liam O'Donnell, and welcome to episode forty nine of Cinepunks. Cinepunks. Today we have Mr. Joe Hardcore as our guest. Yeah, Joe. Wait, people know you as Joe McKay too. We can say that, right? Joe Ninja. Joe Ninja. Joe Ninja. <laughs> we have Ninja Joe on the show. Do you do you feel like though calling yourself Ninja has been ruined by the likes of ICP and and, and Juggalo culture? Yeah. I just you just reminded me. Not take that out of there. <laughs> we don't edit shit. You should know. Oh man, Nary, I mean, not one thing escapes I, the grasp I, of I the radio. I didn't think about that. I mean, here's the thing. Even even that. Uh, what's that South African fake rap? Oh, Das, or no, not, um, Die, Antwoord. Yeah, they have a song called Enter the Ninja. So when I, yeah. I was like, yo, I'm going to watch Enter the Ninja before I go to bed. I looked it up on YouTube. Their videos came up and I was like, for the first time ever, I hate this group. Like before I didn't care about you them. You didn't I care had, about them? No, I don't have an opinion. That oh. girl is attractive. It's a f- joke that's not for me. It's a joke about South Africa. I don't care. It's right, not right, something right, I care right. about. I actually saw them at uh How were they? They were awful. I saw them at Riot Fest. Ugh. It was like watching like Well, you also don't go to Riot Fest to see South African rappers. No. That's not no, a thing. I was there for Coxbar and you know. Oh, I saw Kyle Kinane there. Oh, sure. <laughs> we watched Coxbar sure. together. It was cool. Me oh, and my bro like Kyle. you hung out with Kyle Kinane. Well, I saw him walking and I was like, hey, Kyle Kinane, what's up? My name is Josh Alvarez. How you doing? <laughs> the whole formal, too. And yeah. then we took a picture that he's like, what are you going to do now? And I was like, I'm watching Coxbar. Oh, my God. I'm going to see Coxbar right now, too. Let's go. And we watched Coxbar. It was pretty awesome. That was such an on point Cal Canaan impression. It kind of freaked me out. Because it bit. totally happened. That's what I was there. <laughs> when he's just hanging out and not doing jokes, does he still talk about being drunk? Like, is that yeah, still? He was in a punk band, you know. Oh, what he band was in was a he band in? called the Grand Marquise that was signed to like uh, I forget what label, but they were on the label. They were like a real band. They put out a record and everything. I've literally never heard of that band. Yeah, yeah, they're terrible. All right. So today we're going to be discussing uh, the movies of uh, Shokasugi. Do you have like a, did you have a Shokasugi thing before this? Or is he like one of your dudes that if there was like a Shokasugi movie, you're like, oh shit. I grew up in Frankfurt. Sure. Under the L. Yeah. And my mom didn't have a lot of shit. And at some point, probably where the time I was like four or five, Sunday mornings, yeah, Asia, Kung Fu Theater glow turned into uh, walking under the Ave by Cellar Street, and they had this old good movie rental place. Sure, yeah, and I never didn't want ninja movies. Oh. <laughs> so at some point between the time I was four and seven, not only did I get into every ninja movie, samurai movie. Uh, my mom and dad, who didn't really have a lot of money, they actually went to Asian World of Martial Arts. Asian got World. got me a ninja suit, which I then wore like two or three Halloweens in a row because it was expensive. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, yo, you look cool as a ninja. Um, I got Chinese throwing stars. I went yeah. to Kempo. Yeah. And I was obsessed with aggravated violence. Tits, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ninja too. Yeah. Pretty ninja much. Too. Pretty much until I got into Dungeon Dragons and Death Metal. So yeah. I think uh, pre- anything yeah i find i think the first titties i ever saw were in that ninja movie yeah you know like I, on, a, on a tv show i think you know like ninja sure. titties was like but like ninja titties i actually just had this conversation <laughs> with my cousin uh, yesterday <laughs> and we were going through all the old movies that we all grew up watching sure i don't know anybody else who grew up at like four or five watching these but 
That's my. That's. I grew up watching Shokusugi. That's. that's I, I literally like to me that he uh, fuck Hulk Hogan, fuck all these other people. Sure. Like, I, I was a kid obsessed yeah. with these movies. The point yeah. where like it got sad when they stopped making them. Yeah, I mean, I felt. I felt that way about Revenge of the Ninja. Uh, watching Enter the Ninja, that was a movie I thought I had seen before. I don't think I've ever seen it, that one. I had not seen it before. It was yeah. that's the of the trilogy. You know, it goes yeah. Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, then Ninja Three: The Domination. I've actually seen. Oh, man, Revenge, I've missed two of those. Oh, Revenge of the Ninja and Ninja Three: The Domination. I've seen before, before right. caring enough to know. Oh, that show Kasugi. I had seen him as a kid, and I was yeah. obsessed. Enter the Ninja, never saw it. Didn't see it till literally last night I watched it. It was nice. like, oh, that's cool. Like it's yeah. I mean, it's mostly Franco Nero getting into fights not dressed as a ninja, so it's not as cool. Let's go, let's go further. He was beating up on bullies. Yeah. Taking yeah. people's hook hands off yeah. them. Dude, here's the Basically thing. They showed up in the Philippines and beat up on people. Yeah. Which is an awesome idea. No, and it's cool. But unlike the other ninja movies, he does most of the movie non ninja garb. No, and some of the up. action scenes, it's not, not him. Not shirt either. Like yeah, he just takes the shirt, or or it's like mostly open. You know, the button up shirt that's only buttoned at the navel. <laughs> the movie's from like the eighties, but it was yeah. filmed in the Philippines with a mostly Italian crew, so it looks like the seventies. Right, because awesome. they're they're still yeah. like, yeah, this is a sexy look, right? This is cool. <laughs> and supposedly the the stunt guy, I was reading up on it. The stunt guy was originally supposed to play the role, and the director hated him. Yeah, like, just so thought they he got was Franco a, Nero. They got Franco Nero. Who, by the way, awesome. couldn't they didn't they dubbed him because he couldn't do an he could he only not, has that accent he couldn't do like not an Italian accent. <laughs> didn't know he was Italian until three weeks ago. Really? Oh shit! <laughs> Listen, man, I I don't know. I understand. IMDb I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had him as a white guy ninja. Sure. Beating up on the chick as soon as he shows up at the house, being homies with everybody. Had, had you seen him in the first Django, though? You never saw the first Django? It was later on that it hit, yeah. but it never put two and two because look at the fucking quality of that movie. Why yeah. would he be in both? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> What the fuck is he doing in both? <laughs> yeah, movies? no, that's fair. Yeah. To me, it was just like, oh, that's the white ninja in the first one. <laughs> that's all he was. <laughs> And then the white ninja. I mean, dude, so and then, good. all of these movies, they got to have the one white ninja, right? Yeah. And then later on, they did. He did the scene like the because well, this is a canon film. You saw it goes goes white ninja good, white ninja bad. Yeah. White ninja, we don't know. Right. Mm. And these are all obviously for those of you who don't know, these are canon films film movies. Yeah, big canon in films. the canon films, and canon films also did the American Ninja series. Worst. <sighs> They're terrible. Dude, American Ninja Michael 3. Michael Dudikoff, this come on. This is what started this shit is American Ninja 3. Yeah. was one at like 2 in the morning. And yeah. I said, you know, I've never seen this because I know it sucks, but I'm going to watch the whole fucking thing. And then I got into the IMDb. Then I'm laptoping and watching and just going, how fucking horrible is this? <laughs> it's so, so bad. So then that's when I saw, I reading the Franco Nero. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 oh yeah. shit, so he was a real actor. Yeah. <laughs> Even she's a real Italian guy. Like I did more research watching a shitty American Ninja Three <laughs> and learning about all the movies because like, you get into a fucking wormhole and just you keep going and you hit. The it's bottom. true. Well, people say that to me all the time. They'll be like, "Well, how did you learn about this? Learn about that?" I'm like, "Yo, the internet and time. Yeah, like dude. I cared. I thought that's interesting. What about this? What about this? Before you know it, you it's know the whole like history reading, of dude. It's like reading the thanks lists on like the old records and being like, who's in that band? Who's in that band? And then like you get into this true. weird web of bands that are all interconnected. Same thing with actors. Uh, Same thing with movies. You can uh, you can have a role that the person says six words and just knows immediately the person. Oh, yeah. they're in this and this. I'm like, how the fuck do you remember right. that? But <laughs> if it's an old stupid movie, that I go, oh, oh, yo, I remember this. So when I sit on the when we're watching movies, I always IMDb shit. 
Just watch the movie. Stop looking it up. Stop researching the backstory. Right. <laughs> you know? Sue, Suze does the same thing with me, especially if we're watching comic book TV shows, because I'm always researching all the new characters. Oh, oh is this a guy? Oh, it's this dude. Oh, it's this dude. Oh, it's this dude. And Suze is like, this doesn't improve the watching experience. Like, yeah. just watch it. Then look that shit up later. But, or just be convinced that the general public doesn't know either and you're just with everybody else. Yeah, I, I don't care about the general public. Since when I'm do just, I care about the general public? I'm just public? saying, man. Like, If you're going to catch up on every little bit of minutia for everything, you're going to miss the show. No, you're right. That's true. I'm just saying. I, you know, can, multi- sometimes I can multitask. I cannot. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I can watch and read and learn <laughs> the whole time. I'm ahead of the game. Well, we're uh, right now we're moving into our first task of the show. <laughs> yeah, we're behind the game. And now. that is our opening segment. Whack and, and on track. track. Do you think it's lame when we time it like that? No. When we do it at the same time? We yeah. did it with our friend Justin and he made fun of us. Yeah, for like he a was good just like, minutes. dude, hearing it sucks, but then seeing it happen sucks worse. That's what he said. No, no he said hearing it sounds great, but watching you do it is really a bummer. <laughs> That's what he said. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Whatever. It's, okay. it's good. So uh, with the whacking on track, we basically are whatever we've seen or heard recently, new shit that we think is cool, we want people to know about, something we went to that was cool. Mm, movies like that, that you've seen, shows that you've seen. Yeah, shows you've been you've to, heard. stuff like that. So um, do you want to start or do you want one of us to start? It's up to you, man. I, Dude, I mean, as our I'm guest. Behind, I'm behind on everything always. Dude, I'll get started, because uh, especially since you're here, because there's probably like a... I would say a five to ten percent of our audience doesn't actually know who you are. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> can and we so, increase that to like? <laughs> I know. Yeah, but uh, so I want to say, you know, Joe. Uh, besides running to me the largest and greatest hardcore fest in America and possibly the world, is uh, also a guy who just books all the other shows in Philadelphia. And so, since you're here, I can let you know that American Nightmare Burn Weekend was probably the best time I've had in a long time. That like was that truly was, a wonderful, wonderful time. Yeah, I left just like so. And even the first night, literally the first night, I really only paid attention full on to burn and then watched some of American Nightmare and then I had to get home because I had to be up way early in the morning. Yeah. That was still a good time. Like I yeah. still had fun seeing people, you know, things, whatever. But then the second night, every band was good. I felt like I really thought burn tightened up their sound the second night. American Nightmare was unbelievable. And I'm not even a fan of that band. So yeah. I, I just had a great time. I am a fan. Uh, I appreciate it. I think um, 2016, I said to someone the other day is maybe being like how when we were kids with 96 and just some shows that come out of nowhere and the feeling of like everybody being there was so cool. Judge, when in February, yeah, I had only gone in a facilitating role. I got to see them at BNB, but I put my hood up. I said, I'm going to mosh for Judge, and it was like a big <laughs> push sure. mosh. It wasn't like a hardcore show. It was a big concert, yeah. push mosh. And so I didn't get my like, I didn't get my rocks off at the first Judge reunion. Yeah. So at This Is Hardcore, I'm on the side of the stage throwing people and just <laughs> doing what I do. And I didn't get to enjoy the set the way I would have liked to as a fan. So the Voltage Judge Show, I said, I don't care if the whole place falls apart. I'm yeah. definitely going to get and do what I want to do. Yeah. And Did I, you get that? Did you get that Yeah, I headbutted somebody in the face and split my head open. <laughs> and I got kicked in the nose, and now my nose is not straight after I had nose surgery to get it straight last year. My wife was laughing. Uh, you're, you're lying right Jesus now. Jesus Christ. Look Shit. Straight you broke Shit. your nose at Judge. I mean, come on. I broke this goddamn thing so much. Did you not think it was going to go? I mean, it lasted less than a full calendar year. But at the same time is... You know, like when I did the Cox Bar shows, I'm going to sit on the side of the stage and clap. 
I'm going to be in the middle of yeah. the floor yeah. waiting to punch a Nazi <laughs> or just sing along and watch this band that it took so much to get them here. And my judge, I didn't get to enjoy it. Like, I didn't get to, yeah. I, I got to enjoy it. I'm a facilitator is what I was saying. I'm a, if, right. I, if I shut up and I keep some of my stupid out of the situation, everybody else will have a great time at the shows. Yeah. But if my stupidity gets involved, nothing will happen. I'll say, fuck you, I'm not doing this. But judge was for me. Right. I don't care if any of us were there. Yeah. It was just helpful that you were there because it made it feel like an old show. Yeah. But American Nightmare Burn, I mean, I've got to give you some back. If you guys want to hear some funny backs to this. Sure. Matt Pike, who's a really close friend of mine, uh, he decided around Christmas to tell me he was on vacation. <laughs> I was like, you're a fucking booking agent. What the fuck does vacation mean? Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm on vacation in Arkansas in my you know, mother-in-law's uh, guest room being like, we need to confirm this fucking show. <laughs> to the point where Christmas Eve and Christmas, I'm fucking working on this, the A.N. Burn show. Like, sure. we need to get this motherfucker on yeah. just so that way we could have this. And yeah. the first one, we put together like this is going to be a great show and there was other shows in thought of it. So, you know, the lineup was just bands. We, we knew I knew the show would sell out. I never didn't think that first one would sell out. So Breakaway and True Love and Death for Desire, this is a fun show. And I knew it would be fun. But the second show, there was a task like, now you have to make sure the second show is... Sells out. And does as good as the first. Otherwise, it'll be a bum out. And, you know, we can't have that. So no. 9.30 at night, I'm calling Tim. <laughs> and be like, so want to do mouthpiece? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I am burn. We announce tomorrow morning. Can you tell me or not? And he's like, uh... Uh, well, yeah, I'll ask people, but I might have to call you in the morning and find out. So there's so much impetus to get that show, to make it awesome. And when you get there, the voltage is more of us. Us. Yeah. And me, like, yeah. Chris yeah. at the door, me running around. I mean, I had to physically go and buy the food and beer for the bands. Yeah. I love the Underground Arts because it's the same team from the Electric Factory. So we show up and there's people doing our job. So yeah. it's like, hey, guys. And I'm going to get a couple questions asked, but... I got to enjoy it so much more until American Nightmare got on stage. Then me and Max Morton got our shins beat up by the monitors uh, all during AM, which was hilarious. And I mean, like, yeah. I haven't worked the stage security in so long. I'm like, God, I'm so glad I don't do this every single yeah. set. <laughs> I mean, you remember the old This Is Our Course? Right. We're fucking stages all the time. So the first show really was like, man, it felt like an old This Is Our Course. Like, it almost went too fast. And then the second show, I had more time to relax. It was Saturday. Just and enjoy work. it. And... and can you believe that we're doing shows like this? No, it's crazy, I, I, dude. I, I just, I, I know it's, I know it's a time. Yeah. We, when we were yeah. kids, we didn't know it was a time, but this time's not going to be. It's a short like window of like, this is so great, and yeah. I'm, I'm getting kind of like a, like a nervous, like I hope it's last long as we can really enjoy it, because dude, twenty years later, you've been doing this for twenty years, dude. March, March next year will be twenty years. Fuck. I was trying to remember recently. I was like, when did I, when did I first meet Joe? I think the first time we interacted, but I, you didn't know my name and I didn't know your name, was the LTD show at the Friends where 25 to Life didn't show up. Yeah, that was in April of 96. Yeah, that was the first time we interacted, but I didn't leave knowing, oh, that's Joe. I was like, that guy in LTD. You know? yeah. I didn't know Chris's name. Chris was, we called him the Spaced Invader because yeah, he, he had, had the dreadhead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We called him Bloody Nipple Man, and I've discussed this with him. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. At a CDs to go show, he had just gotten his nipples pierced. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ubisoft and Step Ahead were playing. We're like, man, that guy with the bloody nipples that? is running all over the place. Do you remember that fight outside? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Bushy's uh, moshing oh. on the guy's car. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Yeah. I, I met you at the C Street Church. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. It was at you were there too. One twenty one. Oh, one, I was at that one twenty one. Yeah, it was one twenty one. That guy Fuck. from Sofa Records, Bob's yelling at me. Yeah, <laughs> Sofa Bob, Jesus, good lord. Remember that guy? It was one twenty one. Uh, pink daffodils. <laughs> Yo, it was cool. I mean, think about that though. Like, there's yeah. not even anything like that now. It's a shame. Like, I we could laugh. I mean, there was a show in Rising Sun Avenue. They had a little like record store there. Sure. They did a show, but like, was that that CDs to go place? No, I? no, it was a smaller little place, and they did one one twenty one pink daffodil show. Yeah. yeah. And then they did the C Street Church show, and you know, Step Ahead played because they were like ambiguously Christian. I don't know yeah. why they were on them shows. I think they oh, were. Oh, it's because uh, Hawes's dad was an elder at that church, Is that what and it they was? let them practice, That's cool. so they knew all these Christian bands by that. We walked was, to that show. We just really? walked up the boulevard. We, we, oh just, we were, my gosh! Well, because you know, we all live right by there, so we yeah, walked up the yeah, boulevard yeah. to the show. You know, it was funny. That's fun. It was a good time. That was that, that that was during the clockwise crew thing. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to hear a funny story about that show? I would Go love to hear it. it. So the girl from Pink Daffodils, I was like, this is a young lady who I think is nice. I'm gonna be cool and smooth. I'm gonna talk smooth to this young lady. No way. That's not gonna work out for you. I In the know. lobby. I remember just being like, So, how you doing? And I put my hand up like on the wall, like kind of a cool guy, like uh which you guys remember me from back then. Yeah. I was definitely not cool. No. But I knocked the clock off of the wall, <laughs> and the fucking clock exploded, right? And the arms of the clock and the face all fell off in front of this girl who's like, it's a dollar to get in. It was like, here's my dollar. <laughs> I, I, don't, so, I was like, I'm going to be a weird adult. That was the one thought that I had. And you know what? Totally true. I think she ended up marrying that guy from 121. I think Hopefully. They, I, think, I think that's what happened. I have no idea. It really what, doesn't matter. Whatever. I don't know. I don't. I, and this is the thing. Like I, when you describe it too, like when we first started going to shows too, there was a bit of a cro- not too much, but a bit of a crossover between some of those Christian bands and some of those just NIV, normal bands. The NIV show in yeah. Bristol that Muggs band. Oh played. yeah, 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 yeah. And I, what's funny is and I, NIV later with uh, Disciple. That was the oh, most brutal shit. goddamn show in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Boulevard. It was nowhere. And, uh, Terra Firma played. Yeah. Pink Daffodils played. And that was the show where you first coined the term Kung Fu Midget for me, <laughs> which I was like, that's not cool at all. But you thought it was the coolest. But that was also the show where I had a Zayo shirt on it. And Joe's like, you're always wearing these fucking Jesus shirts. It's like you're a Christian or something. And Chris, who I still didn't know his name, by the way. I still didn't know Chris X's name. Chris goes, he is. You didn't know that? And Joe was like, "Fuck you, no! I didn't know that." And like walked off like so bad, like uh, like like what? I'm the asshole now. I'm not the asshole. Twenty years later, Chris is still being like, "Yeah, Joe." (laughs) (laughs) But was here's the thing. I was about to say like, "Oh, it's a shame. Nothing like that happens." But a, I think if there are you know people who are Christians and hardcore, they're more integrated now. They don't feel the need to be like, "This is our band and it's a ministry and whatever." They're less. Yeah, they're more like actually normal people in the scene. Yeah, and the few bands that are still like that are bad. They're musically bad bands. Well, there's a commercial yeah. th- line for them that was never there. I mean, yeah. could you think of that Scarab 7-inch if it came out now? They'd be so big, the Disciple 7-inch. And you yeah. know, like, yeah. it's it's a wonder that Christian, I mean, the guy Jason is yeah. still one of the, at the Judge show. Yeah. At the Judge, oh, excuse me, at the Judge B&B show, 
still the same guy, same smile. Yeah. But here he is, and he took a a bunch of bands from garages and basements, and he has the face on. down records. It's amazing. Yeah. But you think about the bands now, and you think of like the memes about like oh Christian, you know, like this. this is, it's, yeah. it's a shame because. You know, I didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I remember saying to Dan in California, like, fuck are you doing out here? You're from Erie. He's like, these are my friends, you know? And it didn't hit me. I'm like, man, these guys really are, they're really serious about this Christian thing. Yeah. They're not just half ass. <laughs> really a thing. <laughs> well, and you know, I mean, there are definitely bands who did half-ass it for money, which I've always like, like oh, when, you you're, when you're faking it for a pie that small, that's really yeah, it's bullshit. Sad, it's yeah. really, it's like I the, mean, we're talking about people that grow their hair out and do things to yeah. get popular. People yeah. have no ends. But yeah. I mean, you think about that and you think about the bands, like there were some cool-ass bands that just never got off the ground. Yeah, that's And if true. they were a Christian band, that was you know, it, like there was an initial bump because yeah. you would your CD would be in all those stores. Figure and none four of those... was a great example of that. Yeah, figure yeah. four, and then like I remember they were the last band to kind of be like, "Oh, I hope we can bridge the gap into like the real hardcore scene," you know. And then you're like, and now you think about it, and it's you wouldn't even know, you yeah. know. But I mean, also kids were smart until about 2001, 2002. Now these fucking potato heads wouldn't be able to listen to a fucking word anyone says about like, this is why I feel the way I do because people like on their fucking phone or Snapchatting their dick to a girl, you know, like between fucking songs. So it's it's really like the relevance of what a band says between shows is, is, is it's completely useless. You really, with a lot of bands, it feels like you write meaningful lyrics for yourself, not because you actually think anyone cares. I actually uh-huh. don't think anyone writes meaningful lyrics. I mean, Probably I not, actually. I, I really, and I'm going to say, and this is where I say, like, uh, the, the sad thing is this shit means something to us, yeah. and it means something to these kids, but they're too fucking busy fucking each other and doing all the weird, goofy shit they do to realize the social impact it's going to be on the rest of their lives, where we were caught up in uh, the esoterics, you know, the mm-hmm. culturalism, the, yeah. we're in our own subculture, we we mean each other, like, we're all friends. Yeah. And, you know, we're all friends because it's music, not because we're, you know, any other reason. But these fucking kids have known each other probably all because of Facebook, but never yeah. really are friends, like, 20 years later, because they don't really care about it. Their bands write stupid lyrics, and it's just... It's a shame because they're not going to realize the impact because it impacted my life. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the bands who were before, when I when I put them up against, it's not because oh older and better, but because they're saying shit. Yeah, there's no there's nothing profound in none of these fucking pickle headed motherfuckers and what they got to say between songs. It's yeah, blah 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 tour. Shout out my bro. Buy some merch. I want to see everyone destroy each other. And it's, Respect the venue though, but nah, destroy each other. Fuck that. <laughs> You know what my favorite merch sell shill was? What? I saw Joan of Arc at J.C. Dobbs like a million years ago. Yeah. And uh, Tim Kinsella just went up to the microphone. And he was just like, stuff. And then they went into the next song. Great shit. <laughs> I was like, that shit is so genius. <laughs> I like that. All right. So, so let's. let's I, What's that? What this was a really good. This was a really good tangent. But right. we're continuing with Whacking on Track. Sorry. Uh, we both saw Zootopia. We both saw Zootopia. I really, saw, I really liked it. I don't know about you, but I went into Zootopia with no expectations. I went. It's in, a Disney movie. We I saw I, it I in three D, so I was expecting to throw up, but I didn't. Oh, I didn't see it in three D. I don't yeah. see things in three D. No, I, I didn't. I mean, like, I don't mind it, but it was one of those things where it was like I was with a group of people, and they're like, "We're going to see it in three D." I'm like, "I'm going to see it in three D." 
sweet. But it was good. It was pretty good. It was, it was a compelling story. Yeah. I it's Well, I actually, it was so, it was, I don't want to say so compelling, but it, it was intricate enough that I was sitting with Susan when it was over. I said, do you think the kids got it? She's like, well, they're applauding. So they got something. Yeah. But it was, the story was complicated enough that I was like, there were moments in the movie that surprised me. I was like, oh, that's what's going on? And I'm like, wait, if I'm surprised, what about this six-year-old behind me? Like, are they like, uh, are they like following the plot? Like, if yeah. I said like, oh, I didn't know that. They're like, duh, keep up, grandpa. Like, come on. <laughs> but uh, but it was it was funny. It was funny. It was compelling. And I really liked the art. Like The animation was really, really good. I, you know, for me, I'm like a nerd for cities. Yeah. So the idea that the animals live in a city, but then the city is different uh, environments. Mm-hmm. So it was a combination of like nature and city. I got so stoked on that. I was just like, oh, so yeah. cool. And I'm like, I'm being such a nerd right now, but I don't care. Yeah, like, it was fun. fun. World it was building. Fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, to be fair, again, I think we both went into it like basically the movie I wanted to see more was 10 Cloverfield Lane and Suze doesn't do scary movies. So yeah. I was like, this is the only other movie out right now I want to see. So I saw, I saw 10 Cloverfield Lane last night. How that was that? On track for me. It was a wonderful time. I mean, I didn't like the original Cloverfield because I don't like first person shooters. It was whack. Yeah, it was, it was bad. totally it's whack. Really the number bad. one it's fan just... of that movie is Damien Rodriguez. And what the fuck does he know about anything? <laughs> I don't know Damien Rodriguez. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damien no. from Punishment and yeah, tattooing yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Fair enough. But it's just, yeah, the first one, ooh, the first one was just not shit. well yeah. done. And it was it was <laughs> boring. And the, Well, the funny thing about it is TJ Miller was one of the main guys in there, and he's currently one of my favorite comedians. That yeah, but I don't want to see him in a, a monster movie. That's not yeah. what I want him well, for. Well, he was in Deadpool. He did good in Deadpool. He was all right so, in Deadpool, yeah. You know, but uh, 10, but Clover 10 Clover Free Lane, Lane is good. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays the main girl, and I think she's awesome. John Good. I always love John Goodman and everything. He's an amazing he's actor. He's so good in this one. Like yeah. he's so creepy and just like, ugh, like yeah. It's it's a really good movie. Um, I mean, it's J.J. Abrams producing, so yeah. of course you know it's got the bad robot feel to it, which is all like, oh, is it? Is it not like that? But um, overall, I thought it was a very fulfilling movie. It was a good time. I'm not going to spoil any of it today. Yeah, I hear there's a there's a twisty ending. Or there's yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a good ending. Cool. I will say another on track thing is something that we all three did. We saw that. Edgewise show in Westchester. All three of us were there. I was not a fan of the reggae. <laughs> Joe was so upset about the DJ playing reggae between <laughs> First thing he said, as soon as, uh, was it Nation you, of Wolves ended? You were, or no, before they even started, you were like, what the fuck is going on with this reggae? I was like, <laughs> you, can't, you should not subject the entire crowd to some loud ass reggae. It reggae. was loud reggae. I mean, I, here's it's a, like, it's I'm going to go on record and say I dislike the idea of a DJ in between bands. There's no, you just got to put That's talking time. Yeah. Do you want to go there? Do you want to go there right now with the This Is Hardcore? Oh, my God. So uh, this past year, This Is Hardcore, you know, for months leading up, I was so excited that I was going to make this playlist to play between bands. Because the the thing is, for multiple years, no, it wasn't even on Spotify. It was on my iPod. For multiple years, we didn't think about that. And they would just play Pantera. And it was just like, yo, we don't need riffage right now between bands. It's like too much. So I was like, so excited. Okay, I've got this thing. And we had already done the year before. They had played my playlist. I felt like it went pretty well. So this year, I like got suggestions from people. I added in like new, I like downloaded multiple albums just to put them on the playlist. It was like this whole thing. A couple days before, Joe was like, all right, classic rock between bands. I was like, oh, but but I made this. And as soon as he said it, I should have just let it go. But I like made an issue of it. I said, oh, but Joe, I made this 
made this playlist. And he was like, fuck your playlist. I don't care about that shit. Like, blah, blah, blah. What all this rock. whole thing. So then he like left to do his thing. And everyone was like, nah, forget that, man. You made that playlist. Go ahead. And I should have known that some of them were probably messing with me. But everyone was like, forget what Joe said. Just play it. It'll be fine. Shit was not fine. It was not fine. Two were you mad? I, I, that was the most ramped up I was the whole weekend. <laughs> Nothing like made him as bad as my was, playlist. I flipped the fuck out. The problem, the problem is the playlist was pretty diverse, and there was very little hip-hop on there. Right. But the first things that came on, it went from Wu-Tang into Jurassic 5, and uh. Joe was just like, no. No, no, no. And I was like, all right, all right, that's fine. <laughs> Well, let's not turn it off. And I went in. I went into the sound guy. And this is the thing. I just Joe was so mad at me. I was like a little freaked out. So I went in. I told the sound guy, "Okay, you gotta turn it off and whatever." And he's like, "All right, all right." I was like, so yeah, "Joe would like if we put on the classic rock station on Pandora or Spotify, or whatever." And the sound guy gets me attitude. I fucking hate classic rock. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I literally looked at him. And I was like. Motherfucker, I just got yelled at. I, don't, I literally no, don't care him. what you like. I hope he gets fired for that. Let me tell you something. I've been to festivals where they played that like clever southern rap shit. Yeah. And I wanted to fucking peel my my eyes out of my fucking yeah. head. Yeah. The first Electric Factory, this is hardcore. Yeah. I went up to the vendors in the rain. Yeah. Give me all the CDs you got. We'll play them the whole time. Yeah, Sunday, they're like... Come next year, we can't listen to one CD the whole weekend. Yeah. I was so livid that it was known that there was one CD playing for three days and no one told me. But at the same time, it's like, that's how out of it I was. And I didn't realize because at no point. So we tried and he did a good job. But hip hop doesn't really sound great fucking three days in a row. No. And a hardcore festival? Come on. And like the Pantera shit sounds like shit. And like. I because I am just I look at classic rock as background music. Yeah, I just put it on. Yeah, I mean when we had that uh, the Starlight Ballroom stuff, John Hiltz, and then would play like Dead Mouse, and we were really into the minimal shit, like not hardcore or like weird like sub pop record stuff that I didn't even know about. Like yeah. yeah. Just like with this hardcore, I didn't know Pulp had a record called this hardcore. I knew it was a band. I didn't know the fucking record. Come on, now. why the fuck would that be on my list of shit? I know. I know people. So like, people think Joe is into Pulp because of the yeah, name of the no festival. Way. No. no. So like those guys always did a great job of minimally invasive between band music, right? And that was great. But then sure. this other shit. So no, I understand. I, as soon as you said it, I understood. But it just was like the the level of frustration, and I was like, God damn it! And I, in my head again, I wasn't gonna do it. But everybody said, Yo, fuck him! Like it doesn't matter. He won't even know. What everyone said was, It's fine, but he won't know. He won't even know. And it's immediately two songs. It's not like after a day, Joe was like, You know what? I noticed that that was not what I requested, and now tomorrow we. We, two songs in he's like where's fucking Liam I was like oh <laughs> and then of course I thought it'd be funny because I didn't realize how bad he was when he said is this you did you do this I was like I don't know and he was like oh don't you fucking and I was like oh okay this isn't joke time alright let's move on then but um, like with the reggae that show like you show up it's already yeah. packed yeah. yeah and you're subjected to this wall of it's shit it's so loud it was loud but um I mean it was that I like reggae but you know yeah, but just say you can't. You can put. I mean, I don't know. I'm it's not. A, a I'm day. not a big mix reggae fan. Mix it up for a brother. Well, you know what I mean? Because it sounds all the same. He put it's, the vinyl out. He went hard body on making sure we listened to the best reggae that night. And it's like, 
you know, that show was so cool, but it could have been a lot cooler if the room was quiet between bands. <laughs> yeah. And that's why people stayed outside until the fucking band would go on. Because after they were waiting for Nation of Wolves, everyone's like, I ain't fucking sitting in that room. And everybody was like, God damn, that reggae was loud. <laughs> it's so loud. And yeah, that's. It was. I it think was. that hurt pulling punches set because after Nation of Wolves, those guys, people just no jet it out because yeah. it's like, it's hot in there, it's loud. No one wants to be in that room after that. I will say this, this show had the odd distinction of being the first show that I've been to in a long time where I watched every single band on the bill. And I my missed- question to you guys is. Were straight edge bands that funny when we were younger? Oh, Uzi Kids? Yeah. No band they is are, as funny as they, Uzi Kids. They really are the the best band of the younger kids because you know what they're not doing? Caring about what people think. Yeah. And and, and that was... That they was, definitely covered... Um, they covered... Uh, fuck. Straight edge equals bloodshed. Yeah. Uh, I hate you. They covered I yeah. hate you. And Brandon was there. It's like, yeah. This is happening. It's a weird wormhole. Who it is we? what it is, man. Yeah, I can't wait. We have them open in the main show. Yeah, and I know people are like, "What the fuck?" They're gonna be so uh, when when fucking uh, oh, what is the dude's name on the drums? Tyler. Tyler Mullen. No, Tyler's great, and I'm friends with Tyler. I don't know the guy. Zach Elmer. Yeah, Zach. When the Zach gets on, when over. Zach gets on the mic and says, "If you, you drink, if you drink coffee. coffee, I hope you die. You sellouts." <laughs> <laughs> the Bade crowd is gonna like collectively be like, "Oh." <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I immediately bought coffee after he said that, but um, but it was like. You know, that sort of thing, I, I think, I mean, I think it went over well at the show. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone was bummed on it, but it's like, they, I think you're right in that they don't care. Like, when he does that, he's not like, everyone's going to think this is so cool and give me high fives. He's just like, I'm going to do this because I, mean, I want to. Going back to that old pickle-headed potato yeah. fucking brains. <laughs> yeah. These kids don't, they so care about everything. Yeah. Everything from their fucking socks to their hat is preordained to yeah. come out and be like, something to be noticeable and actually someone committed a comment to me and said the hardest part about going to a show as a kid today is people critiquing you and not knowing who you are and i thought about that a we would have punched you number one you got punched (laughs) you was a joe you got long hair and buck teeth pow punched chris you got a space invader pow bushy how come you don't have a tongue on your chuck taylor's you would have got punched. No, no one cared because everyone was janky and fucked up. That now was you, kind now of you, the unifying thing. Now, and I hate this fucking term, normies. They're all normal. All these kids are gonna fucking yeah. swap out this badass show culture and get fucking jobs. Fuck, yeah. have kids and live in the same cul-de-sac their parents did. So this whole we're not normal shit is out the water. But the few <laughs> kids that are fucking fucked up, they don't care. And I think the Uzi kids are the kids that don't fucked up. Yeah. That's why they're like, fuck it, we don't care. Yeah, Zach but clearly I, doesn't care. Oh, they, and that was, it's more fun because you have always, and I, and I never thought about it that the kid said, like, do you know how hard it is thinking about what if you walked out and someone made a Twitter post about how you danced or look at that kid wearing that thing? And it's like, maybe, maybe, maybe people need to get punk punched. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be it and tell you, I'm the worst guest you're ever going to have on this show. I'm the last gonna, movie, the last movie I saw in the movie theaters was Star Wars. It's the first time I saw it, and it was on Valentine's Day. Dude, nothing wrong with no, that. I'm just telling you, I, I, Cloverfield, stupid movie, stupid idea. Yeah. Number two, stupid. I don't know what Zootopia is. I don't know what happened. Unless my wife goes, <laughs> we're gonna go see this, or it's something I like really go. I need to see this. I know I got to see The Witch before it leaves a the movie theater. Yeah, we. so we were going to mention that. We both saw The Witch. I saw it's it twice. It's sick Everyone's and fucked up. It's, it's awesome. Oh, but dude. like... 
I would have. I don't push myself. To, maybe I need to do that. I would have. I would have actually said the witch might not be up your alley before we talked more about movies. But I remember. Remember when I took you to see the Yellow Sea, oh, and the Yellow Sea is an hour and a half of build up to a forty-five minute chase fight scene. Uh-huh. So, but the build up is slow. It's not an action-packed movie leading up to the to the violence. Not, and I thought, is Joe going to be okay with this? Is he going to be okay? And not only was he okay with it, he was fucking stoked on it. And that's when I learned, you know, Joe can handle slow burn. Cause we, that's just saw, the, we just saw Legend last night, the uh, the Cray Brothers. Oh, yeah. how was that? Yeah. I actually because, missed it. And because I am a fan of British films and stuff, yeah. American films actually are terrible, to be honest. Modern American films are terrible. Yeah. Because, like, you know, if there was an American film, there'd been shootings and fucking and all this extra stuff. <laughs> For no reason. And the story and the characters and the smug jokes yeah. made the movie. But, like, yeah. Jess and I and our friend Natalie from London were talking about seeing it. And we're like, oh, it's out of the movies already. And the reason why is British thinking doesn't, doesn't work in America. Work here. And I actually enjoyed that movie much more than if it was, like, an American yeah. Tom Hardy movie. You know? Well, yeah. What did you think about Tom Hardy in that movie? I mean, it's Tom Hardy times do you know like a, <laughs> when i went to europe for the first tour with uh, knuckle dust we were talking about gangsters and they all had books so i started reading about the craze and all yeah that. we started the craze bronson and yeah. you know like so i got did immersed. you see bronson did you see that movie yeah i didn't see it until it came on netflix when i lived over there yeah the sure, sure, sure. but like you know you watch the craze ronnie craze said meeting bronson at broadmoor was the most terrifying and horrible experience, like you know, like the most intimidating experience. Yeah, you know, and you, and you laugh, but you know, the Cray brothers—they were a different level of gangsters. And like yeah. in that movie, Angelo Bruno from Philadelphia actually did have a business with the Crays. Like it was, a, it's cool to see movies like that. Yeah. I like, I don't know if I like. We always kid around about focus feature movies. Sure, I tend to like focus feature movies more than blockbusters. To yeah. be honest, yeah, I like that. I like I I get more mad about movies that like uh. You know, like we were kind of like, oh, that's not historically accurate. You know, like, yeah. like I, I, you know, if there's a movie with swords or something, I'm gonna watch it. If it's medievalism, yeah. I'm gonna watch it. Romans, I'm gonna watch it. But I really like a good story, and I don't care how it comes I out. I think you like The Witch, then, dude. Yeah, that's what that I, you know. Is... Like, I liked, uh, I liked the actual that uh, Lords of Salem until the build up was like. <laughs> I liked the, I liked the ambiance. I hated that fucked up movie and music so much. Yeah. And it, the delivery sucked, but I liked the build up. You know, yeah. like I like a movie that builds up. Like um, I saw the devil. Yeah, it was a little yeah. gory, but like yeah. that was not an Americanized kind of movie. Like yeah. an American film would have been a, it's too gory, and b, oh, it's so slow. But like, right, it was fucking haunting. You know, yeah. like I liked it being yeah, yeah. fucked up by them. Yeah, like, uh, I will say about the legend. If you read other books, but about the craze, you won't like the complete circling around uh, Reggie Cray's first wife. Mm-hmm. And I actually read this morning at, yeah. at work that the reason why is the book that made that movie possible was written by a niece of hers. Uh, but I've read other sure, books. Sure, sure. I read another book where they're like, oh yeah, she was only married for two months to him and she was a drug addict. Mm. You got to take the source material yeah. into play when it comes to some movie, which is why with the, we talk about the IMDB stuff. You have yeah. to read to know where are they getting the source for this? Yeah. You know, like, well, I mean, sometimes a movie can be a good movie, even if its historicity is not that great. But is, is it, historicity a word? Historicity? Let's, 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 yeah, that's a word. Why not? It's a good word. Yeah, yeah. But, um, the, but here's the reality is that, like, 
if you care about it though, like if if I'm watching a movie and I know the history before, even if it's a great movie, it will annoy me a little bit if I know the story and I'm like, well, that's not really what. Well, the Kingdom of Heaven. That was what happens when they don't want to pay the money to make a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they fucked up the band. They fucked up a lot of characters. Sure. To yada yada yada. It. Yeah. To cross to the stupid Americans. Right. And like uh, a great example uh, is a Templar thing. You ever see on a, um, it's on um Netflix. They have a whole series. Oh, on the on Templars? The, on the, on um, a specific Templar, and it actually does a better job of explaining it okay. than, if, than if they did it. And they have a, ver- a short, dumb version, like sure. two hours, so they have eight episodes. But it's basically this guy from the north leaves the northern, leaves Sweden, goes to the Crusades, sure. comes back, and it's this whole fucking great thing. Only filmed and shown by the BBC. And you can see it on uh, Netflix, and it's way better. But as a movie, they try to like put it into one movie. Yeah. Arn the Templar. Ever Arn? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Arn's a better four miniseries. You know, it's a as way opposed to a two-hour oh, movie. Yeah, and that's the same thing. Like Kingdom Heaven, to me, could have been a three. A three movie, yeah, like a oh. huge series, as opposed to like the but one. I mean, it's okay. Me, it's an me, okay movie. No, but. It, it, to me, like I see when I see the two the two armies come together, like that gets in my heart. Like, yeah, like, oh my god, like you see it, <laughs> yeah. like you know, like there's so much cool, but it's dumbed down to get like yada yada yada. Like, yeah. right, nothing to see here, folks. We got to rush the story along. Right. You know, like yeah. Do you feel like the? It seems like there haven't been as many recently epic kind of historical battle films and if they do do them they're CGI'd out like most yeah, of the army CGI lazy. yeah it's irritating or they don't want to also give like people like 20 fucking thousand sweaters that look like chainmail yeah it's a lot easier for them yeah. if, yeah. if you had to pick like your one favorite epic battle movie which one would you say it would be um, well I mean modern day would be any of the Lord of the Rings like nothing nothing to this day is going to top the oh the original my. trilogy. Did you yeah. like the Hobbit too? Did you watch those? Uh, the Ho- yeah, the Hobbit. I mean, the Hobbit was incredible. Was it? it I didn't was, watch those. I, the Hobbit was incredible. I, yeah. And like I, as a kid, like you understand, is like that's what grew us up. You know, like, yeah, like no. f- you know, focus our minds. Like, oh, this is great. You know, like now to the rest. Oh, it's pop culture. It's a movie, but that was a story. No, and Lord was of a the Rings for me, fucking is cartoon. Huge. A horribly scary, yeah. Evil. The Lord of the Rings cartoon is some fucked up shit. Yeah, it's and wild. like you got and s- Ralph Bakshi did it, which yeah, is like, pretty crazy. Yeah, and like that, those cartoons were the focus of me as a child. So like, yeah, to think that Lord of the Rings would be this epic movie, and then so much as The Hobbit becomes three. But like, come on now, The Hobbit. Yeah, you're saying it's not epic. I mean, no, it's, it's epic. So, oh no, I'm saying it's like like in my head, I go like, I can't believe that they did the Battle of Five Armies. I can't. Yeah, that shit is awesome. It. Uh, as a kid, I mean, nothing's gonna beat um, some of the older like Japanese movies. Uh, obviously, um, was that um, the the basis of like the Magnificent uh, uh, Seven, Seven Samurai? Samurai. Yeah, like th- you can't touch that movie. I mean, so you, fucking good. You can't. It's so and, like, awesome. and I remember seeing that, and like that's you know I used to watch a lot of movies it's like as a, a kid. Three and, and a half hour movie too. Yeah, but you know you're building up. You're building yeah. up for that one. Fucking you gotta understand because here's the thing: you have a sense to some extent of all seven of those characters. Yeah, that's um, so rare in a film now. Like you, you, you have trouble getting to know three characters in a yeah. modern movie, let alone a, a cast of seven, each of them unique and each of them adding in some way to each the of them story. having their own storyline. Yeah, but um, if you so. ask, if you ask me, I'd say it would be that. Willow, you can't. I mean, as a kid watching Willow's Willow, still awesome. Willow's Yo, is so badass, dude. It's so good. <laughs> Willow, Man, you are great. 
<laughs> so good. Which finger is the magic in, Josh? <laughs> I think about just like the army and like the the bad guy with the skull. Yeah. Like, you can't, you know, like so hard, but then man. You, yeah, dude, like, Val Kilmer was so badass in that fucking movie. Is Mad Martin? The thing when he starts sword fighting and he, and then and he's like, "You really are a great swordsman." Yeah, he's like, so he's like "I'll win this war for you, Eric." And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, "Yo, you're in a fucking cage." <laughs> you know, like, "Oh my God, there's a pick por- a potent acorn at me." You know, like you laugh about it, but so good. That's the movies that, like, I think influenced, like. To, to, to keep watching, keep reading, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Like, yeah. Even though it was goofy, and I mean, Ron Howard pulled that out. Yeah, of no, it's it's funny. It's a silly movie. I don't even movie, know where he came out with that. I don't I even don't know if there's a source for Will. I have but, no idea. Either. But it's a, such know. a cool movie. But yeah. then, like, you can't, like, I, that Exodus Gods and Kings movie, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Shit. Even and, the and you, bad movies from back then, like Cull, like Krull. Remember Krull uh, with the fucking boomerang with the well, yeah. here's, here's the thing. Here's, Dude, he, well, they were all trying to be the, because the, the, the success of those. You know what? Because you guys are about my age. Yeah. Was Conan really a fiscal success? Like, would that go in and out? No. So the first, the first Conan was killed. Like, like that was really, like, but, the, but destroyed sucked. Destroyer sucked. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about Destroyer. But Destroyer was ill, man. They were trying to eat the. No, here's to eat here, the wizard. This is what this Watch is, it again. This it is what sucks. I was. No, this, nah, is, this no is what way, I was. This dude. is what I was going to say. This is what All I'm saying. saying is that Wilt Chamberlain's name in that movie is Bombata. <laughs> Bombata, dude. They called him Bombata. What no, no, the man. fuck, man? I love, I love the, that they told him that, and he went, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That works. Grace Jones with the tail and the spear? Yeah, she's bad as shit. <laughs> they have her tied to a tree. No, but here's, here's the thing. I, here's, here's the deal. I think I'm between Sweet you guys, Jesus. because here's what I would say. I think the first Conan is epic and amazing, and that director just fucked himself. Like, basically, that Who guy. Who did that movie? That was Milius. That was John oh, Milius. Yeah, you should yeah, see yeah, the yeah. Milius documentary. Yeah. Basically, that dude... In a time when everyone in Hollywood was super liberal, he was more like a libertarian, yeah. and he was also crazy and into coke. So there was a lot of him like pulling guns and being into guns and being a crazy person. And Red Dawn didn't really sit well with people, oh. and so I think he sort of shot himself in the foot, and that's why his career didn't go anywhere. But <coughs> but he did Red Dawn and Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, Dude, he did some other stuff that too. That shit is awesome. But, but basically, here's the thing: that first Conan is amazing. The thing about the second Conan, I think this goes to what you said, Josh. I don't think. At a certain level, it's a great movie, but it's more enjoyable. Any movie that's at that level of bad that's made now is like unwatchable compared yeah. to that. That movie's very watchable, even if there's parts of it that are stupid or silly or goofy. If it comes on, I ruin my whole afternoon. It's entertaining. I'm not, I don't care if it's commercials. I don't care if they yeah. cut parts out. I'm watching the whole thing. <laughs> the shitty movie was Red Sonja, that broke-ass oh, dollar fuck. store version of Conan. I was going to go on record and say I like Red Sonja because of or, Ernie or, or, Reyes Jr. Yeah, I was going to say your boys <laughs> in it. You got the little Filipino guy. I love him. And he's the yeah. little king. I he's like, like Richie Rojas with like fucking what do you think MC doing? Hammer pants on. What do you think him and Short Round are doing right now? I don't Short Round. I, I would like to know he, that actually. Short Round was, uh, he's, he is, I've, I've read on him. And I'm very sad to repeat, he hopefully is going to write a screenplay for some stupid shit, which means at 40, he's hoping to get his career back. Oh, yeah, that sucks. But he was, a, uh, he was a stunt person yeah. and a couple movies and shit, but yeah. if he's going to be a writer at this point, it's like, yo, just hang it up, bro. Just yeah, go to the yeah, cons. Dude, just go to the cons. Yeah. Just go to the cons and wear the slick get shoes. Get your money. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Maybe get a little head in the bathroom from some <laughs> weird chick who's into it. That likes goobies yeah, like, a lot. And just give up. because Yo, the you slick shoes, Just bro. give up. Just give up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> especially because you can do okay at those cons. I feel like Dude, I feel like you could make some money. All I'm saying is that uh, fucking the guy from uh, from Night of the Creeps, 
Uh, Tom Atkins, he was charging like $60 for an autograph. Yo, but to be clear, <laughs> Tom Atkins is not the guy from Night of the He's Creeps. He's also the guy He's from... He's a fucking, fucking legend. No, and... I paid Fine. the 60 bucks. There's an autographed picture of Tom Atkins hanging on my wall. Tom Atkins is a guy. I'm just saying, though, man. Slick Shoes can do okay. Yeah, That's he'll all do saying. all right. He won't yeah. be a millionaire, but he'll do all right he signing pictures. Sloth. It's cool. He was friends with <laughs> Samwise Gamgee. So I'm with it. It's cool. All right. Uh, we've done a, almost an hour of whacking on track. So we're going to take a break. Suffice it to say, we all endorsed a few things that you should check out. I will say the one thing I saw that really bummed me out is again, I hate to say it, but it's related to my other podcast. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. Mm. We did two WWE movies that oh. Eric Roberts is in, and they were both pieces of shit. Weird. So, His name's Eric Roberts. He's, he's shit. Oh, no. I love Eric Roberts. I love Eric Roberts to the death. I love him. I love him. That, that piece of shit hairdo he has and Best of the Best, get out of here. Dude. Get out Yo, of here. We did Best of the Best and Best of the Best too. So <laughs> we're. we're, we're uh, uh, Chris Penn dies immediately. Oh, Chris Penn. Oh, man. Anyways, right. okay, so uh, we're going to take a quick break, and, and when we come, come back, back, we're going to talk about Shokasugi. Fucking ninja movies, ninja man. Ninja movies, I'm Revenge actually of really, the ninja. really psyched about this no, shit. No, it's going to be awesome. Okay. All right, uh, we'll be right back. The ninja, the perfect assassin. <laughs> the greatest ninja warrior vows to give up killing. My sword is sealed forever. But a ninja cannot escape his destiny. It will follow him from the gardens of Japan to the streets of America. Get those people out of here. The heroin spilled out. Damn it! He's caught in a drug war between the American mafia and the Japanese Yakuza. Are you trying to tell me there's ninjas running around there killing people in the 20th century? disciple of evil who kills for pleasure. Only a ninja can stop a ninja. Now, as the police look on helplessly, high above the streets of Los Angeles, he must fight the killer who was once a friend. Ancient Japanese warfare explodes in America. It's the ultimate martial arts adventure. No one can survive. The Revenge of the Ninja. Revenge of the Ninja, a Golan Globus production from the Canon Group. All right, and we're back. Uh, Here we go. So ninja movies. Yeah, when I talked to when I talked to Joe about what he wanted to talk about, he was very. I mean, this was sometimes you like go back and forth with someone, whatever, and Joe's yeah. just like ninja movies, and it wasn't just <laughs> ninja movies like all over the place. He was like ninja movies, comma specifically show Kasugi, and that's Dude. like that's when you know like someone knows what they're talking about. They're not just like, oh, like is, movies so with ninjas. You know? Earlier we discussed Joe's history with show Kasugi. I want to know yours. What's your history? Well, so I only know. I only know him as a personality because of the uh, Pray for Death and Rage of Honor. Um, right. I had seen long ago when I was a kid, I'd seen Revenge of the Ninja. I had seen uh, Ninja 3 The Domination, but I didn't really know who he was. I just knew like, you know. He was actually a competitive fighter. Yeah, yeah, I hear which that. Which is insane to think about, Yeah, really. But. Um, but so it was only like later on, and then Arrow just put out 
uh, Blu-ray oh. versions of, I think it's a box set you can get, Rage of a Honor. A whole Shokushugi box set? No, it's just the two, Rage of Honor and yeah. Pray for Death. Oh. And uh, and so I, you know, returning to those movies, which I had seen, again, a while ago, but I, you know, seeing them now, it was like, oh yeah, this guy. And so then when I looked up his IMDb, it was funny because literally Joe brought this up. It was maybe two weeks ago. I like went on this whole thing and was like, I need to watch every Shokusugi movie. Like I have on my computer right now, I have... Uh, uh, nine deaths of the ninja oh. i have like a bunch of his stuff i mean granted his career went down a bit after probably starting with rage of honor like for post post rage of honor rage of honor was after pray for death and then after that he was not in a starring role and then it, it seemed like something went i don't know if something went wrong or if he went into directing more or whatever yeah. but he was in less movies and, but he was in a movie recently he was in he was uh, in a movie recently. Yeah, yeah, Ninja what? Assassin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Ninja Assassin. Oh, the cover is the a guy like piece running. Of shit. Yeah, 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 that movie sucks terrible. so bad. And they just brought him in just because they oh. said they needed some name. Yeah, yeah it's just be- a name. Like people like Dude. oh, Shokasugi, you know, whatever. But if, uh, if the word's Ninja in it, I see that. That movie like Netflix Ninja. Yeah. Oh, Shokasugi watched it. Said, damn, this sucks. Piece of shit, man. Dude, how come Shokasugi doesn't get the same respect as Sunny Chiba? How I mean, come Sunny Chiba gets well, into I'm sure Tarantino movies? Because Tarantino was the dude sitting in the uh, the Marquis Theater watching Sunny Chiba movies. Versus, did, did I mean? I don't oh, know I the frame of reference. Did, no, no. Was there a theater even for? Or was it actually? No, you got to see. This is the thing. A lot of times, people call B movies from the '80s Grindhouse. Grindhouse was mostly over 70s, at that point. Yeah, it was the '70s thing, and and that Sunny Chiba is a '70s thing. By the '80s, Canon. You know, most of those movies well, were home like video became the I, thing. Yeah, it was more of a home video so, thing. Yeah, yeah, VHS is how I saw all, all yeah. the movies. I didn't see. I couldn't even fathom. I don't even know if they were in the theater. I'm assuming they were, but who knows? <laughs> Do you want to know how I ended up watching Shokasugi movies? How Bad Michael? He was my best friend growing up. He, I still call him Bad Michael. He was your he, cousin, right? Yeah, but uh, his dad used to watch all types of horror movies, and uh, I couldn't take the horror movies. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little pussy. Yeah, but well, then we you're watched, like, what are you like seven at this point? Eight? Yeah, and I remember uh, his house and Dave Adolph's house were the only houses I was allowed to sleep over at. Yeah, and one night we watched Maximum Overdrive, and I was so freaked out. I walked home at like midnight, and I was like seven years old. I was like, just gonna walk home in my pajamas because fuck this shit. And I don't know, it was weird, but anyway, I, I, I love that, that I was, move a lot, dude. Show sleep Kasumi. over, leave, just go home. I don't want to sleep. I don't actually want to do the sleep part. I just want to do the late night. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I was scared. <laughs> so Uncle Rudy, Mike, bad Michael's dad, was like, Joey, we're going to watch ninja movies instead. I don't like it when you're scared with the horror movies. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Uncle Rudy's got my back. And Shokasugi was the fucking man. Dude, Prayer for Death was my shit. That movie is, an, it's it's fun. It's violent. It, again, I don't know what Shok. Let's get into it a little bit. What is with Shokasugi and kick-ass kids? Were, were people doing? Kid. Were people doing that before him? Though was that a thing in films where you'd be like, "This is a martial arts movie," and there's a kid who also does martial arts? Well, think about it. Yeah, Short Round in uh, Indiana Jones. He didn't really do much though. Yeah, but he was in there. They had that TV show. Uh, quick Kick. Quick Kick. And oh no, no, Sidekicks. Sidekicks. I side forgot kicks, about Sidekicks. Holy like a, shit! That was like a weird time where a little Asian kid had to be in all movies. Yeah, yeah. dude, it was, it was a b- good time, man. You know, for like, being an Asian dude. Yeah. Totally. I was like, this is my shit, dog. So okay, so Joe, I know that you picked uh, Revenge of the Ninja. Josh, do you have a favorite ninja movie? Again, Prayer for Death. Pray for dude. Death. You know what? I would have probably said Ra- Rage of Honor. Uh, yeah. But honestly, rewatching stuff. 
it might actually be Revenge of the Ninja. Revenge uh, of the Ninja is awesome. Will, it's the it's the thing about that was the best movie they did to pray for death. That was like the top. You're not sure. Gonna, I would agree. But Revenge really is the one that kicks it all. Like really, yeah. Because we, Dude, as we the talk, final like, fight scene in that movie is twenty fucking minutes yeah. long. And there's it's what it's I love about so it good. is that it's not a movie. It's it's a ninja movie, right? So what that means is yes, there's martial arts, but ninjas are trick. Like at least the the I don't know if this is real because who knows how much of this history is accurate or not. Right. But the portrayal of ninjas through history is that it's not just that they're good at martial arts it's all the tricks the explosions they were they were they were not like they weren't on the field warriors like right. like there's a weird tv thing where like you see these guys on the roof right ninjas never really did that to each other they kind of yeah. got you in the back like you had to worry about your whole ass the whole time yeah. you're a ninja Samurais were the ones like I'm gonna meet you. We're yeah, gonna fight. We're gonna you know, fight on the battlefield. That's like Musashi shit. Is, yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. But they, but that it'll make good TV to see like, oh, the how the bad guy will lose. Oh, when a good guy hid under a floor and stabbed him in the balls. <laughs> like that's how a ninja would have got you. Yeah. Let's wait for him to get home. I'm gonna well, stab you through your nuts and you're dead. So what they did is they made this like epic like. You knew it was building up, and that started with the hockey. With was it even hot? What, what what kind of fucking ring was that in uh the Enter the ninja, the fucking fight. Oh out. yeah! What, what, oh what the God. fuck? A chicken fight ring? Yeah, it was. It was. It was a chicken. I think it was a chicken. I think it was a cockfighting ring <laughs> with oh the stands and shit. It's crazy. <laughs> so like that started the whole. Yeah. At the end, the white ninja is gonna fight the black ninja. That's yeah, hard. and then and it's ridiculous because that would have never ninjas would never be like, yo, we're gonna meet and fuck. It would be like, yeah. Yeah. If, if a ninja's like, I'm gonna get you. What that means is something you own is going to explode. An arrow is gonna hit I'm you when you're not looking for it. All of your family. Yeah. Even if you drop, you. like they always yeah. do, like the ninja drop from the ceiling, and then the ninja drops from the ceiling and then squares up. Nah, dog. If you're up in the ceiling, you're just stabbing as you come down. You don't drop and go. Dude, All right, let's fight. It's like that no was the way. best shit about movies. Like, did you guys see movies like Baby Cart to Hades and yeah. like all yes. those? So the ninjas in those movies, when the ninjas come out, like the, the girl ninjas, oh, they don't yeah. do the sound. They just cut. It just goes blank, yeah. and you have these ladies running around, ninjas like throwing the chains and all that shit. Yeah, dude, that to me is like the precursor before this weird Americanized like ninjutsu like. Mysticism, this Japanese. But I will tell you, I took full advantage of that shit when I was going to school the following day after seeing these movies. Yeah, because I had the same haircut as the kids in these movies. Walk around just like, mm-hmm. Y'all motherfuckers don't know. <laughs> were, you the, were you doing the finger thing? I was not even doing all the you? fingers, dude. Oh my gosh! The, all he does it in all the movies. Where he does the fingers thing, and he does like the I prayer. Had the chart. I had the chart. No, yeah, because I got really, from Karate World, yeah, I from Asian going, World, Asian World. Because like I, was, yeah. I was either gonna fucking go to jail and as a child for fighting people. Yeah. So my mom got me into martial arts, and yeah. so you were no like, shit. Oh. <laughs> I had rubber Chinese stars and I graduated to real Chinese stars and you know you were into I believe that you mean no shurikens yeah. shurikens <laughs> when I, the I, the PC the PC term <laughs> shuriken uh, yo the the most one of the most embarrassing moments of my childhood was when I was into martial arts films and my mom as part of a Halloween costume got me this uh, headband. It was like a, it's more of like a karate kid sort of thing, you know, and whatever. Yeah. And I fucking insisted on wearing that headband every time we went to the Chinese food restaurant to pick up our takeout. Dude, like they that was the greatest story I've ever heard. Like they were going to think I was cool, like I was down because I had the headband on. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's fucking Japanese. 
<laughs> the, I'm wearing it to the Chinese food restaurant. And of course, like many Chinese food restaurants, the people who owned it were Korean because in high school I met one of their children who was about my age. Right. And it was like, oh no, we're Korean. And I'm like, and then even then I thought, that was weird. I used to wear that headband. And now looking back on it, I'm like, I'm a fucking asshat. Like, why did I think that was? But of course, I, you know, I was a kid, so I didn't know any better. Yeah, and, yeah. and they were, dude. I and I got to say, mom. they were the night. My mom didn't know either, but they were the nicest. They, every time I came with that headband on, they acted like it was the coolest fucking thing they'd dude. ever seen in their lives. They were like, oh, I like your headband. And I would be like, oh, like I was a fucking, kung, like I was going to start doing kung fu right there. Nah, nah. Oh, man. I was a weak child. There was, that was, never going to happen also you know thinking about this the Shaw brother movie oh, the, uh, sure. the, yeah. the, the, there's a thousand names I just saw it on Netflix as the five element ninjas dude oh, super yeah. ninjas super ninjas is how yeah, I know it dude that I was made, shit that's what ninjas were they were yeah. low they were yeah. they weren't as they honorable were sneaky yeah, yeah and it, so like uh, dude let's talk about super ninjas for a bit I know we're, we're focusing know, no, on no, no, Shokasugi no. that's, a, that's a movie I'm also Yo. very well versed yeah I actually have never seen it so I want you guys to get tell me about you've that. never seen super get, ninjas get him dude? off this podcast <laughs> holy shit yo I've seen hundreds of Shaw Brothers movies that doesn't mean I've seen all Shaw Brothers movies dude they made a million movies all right, super ninjas the... was the one that if you found that shit on video cassette or whatever it was like I bought it at K&A I bought it up at K&A, yeah. lost it, went to Kel- uh, Kelly's Corner, which is up here. It's not there no more. Bought it. I have it on DV bootleg. Got it from Franklin Mills. Oh, have sure. No idea. Yeah. Every time I get this, it disappears. I don't know. If Did you get it from DV deals when you got it on bootleg DVD? <laughs> from Franklin. Bushy. Yeah. The car. When Bushy ran the car. <laughs> yeah. So uh, essentially, it's a movie where it starts off with these uh, manuscripts of weird weapons, yeah. and there's yeah. a showdown between... Kung Fu, but they're not using weapons you'd see. The one guy's got like giant saw blades. Yeah, of and, course. Like, yeah. And like so all these inventive Asian yeah. yeah. And it's this things. whole thing. You know, their big thing was these weapons used were actually found in 16th century manuscripts. That's uh, which is hilarious. Because <laughs> they're this is great. Dude, they're like That's stilts it. and shit, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So, <sighs> the, the, so two, 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 fam, two, um, That's two schools. Two schools. That's a word I was looking for. Two schools battle it out. Sure. And the deciding fight is a samurai. <laughs> Gotta look at guy. Yeah. And he fights this bad motherfucker with bare hands. <laughs> and the guy beats him. Oh my gosh. And the reason why is the fight before, yeah. he said, oh, if someone loses, they lose their life. So the guy took a battle. Remember, the guy fought, with a, fought a samurai sword with a battle axe. Yeah. Oh my why gosh. a battle axe? A Chinese guy got a battle axe, <laughs> but he lost. So he said, okay. And he put the blade up to his throat and killed himself. Yeah. So then the barehanded guy's like, all right, motherfucker, I'll fight your barehanded. <laughs> he beats Dude. him and he's like, well, you know, uh, when a samurai loses the loss of his life, so he leaves, comes back dressed in ceremonial shit as the first time I saw seppuku. Whack. Yeah, and I'm oh like, my oh my god, this is great, dude. This is far way yeah. more into the story than I even know. Oh, I know, All I, I know it. But I, I could do the whole. I can. You understand <laughs> this? So at one point he says, "My my people will be back for me." Sure. So then the leader of the school that won gets hit with this poison ring. <laughs> me and Davy to this day now my wife because she's so <laughs> he gets poison on his hand. He's like, "I've been poisoned. <laughs> I cannot use kung fu for three months." <laughs> It's so good, dude. I love that you're just like, I've been poisoned. (laughs) Yeah, I've been poisoned. I can't use Kung Fu for three months. And they get challenged. There's five elements. They go out there. And these elemental ninjas 
massacre the whole school. Oh my gosh. Dude. And then these and when other, we say elemental ninjas, you know, it's like gold. there's water ninjas. The first one there's, is gold. Yeah, and the they first have like a, they, I love that one they, is gold. That doesn't no, 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 even make sense. Well, it's gold, fire, water, earth, and uh that's tree. And the tree yeah, ninja yeah, the guys. So essentially the gold guys come out and they have this hat that looks actually like a uh, samurai jingaza. Sure. Which looks almost like a rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they take them off and they go, whoom, 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 and it blinds them. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and it's, it's so, so Ill. good, dude. And then like it's... the water ninjas, they're under the water with the, with the, the straws. Reeds. Yeah. And then they hook them, pull them under, and kill them. They the like, fire oh ninjas. The but, fire ninjas put some smoke out and they kill them. The earth ninjas, the earth ninjas they jump up out of the and ground and stab the guy in the balls. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's so ill. Dude, the, and the guys ninjas with the claws. So good. The claws. It's like Wolverine. Dude, but here's the thing. So the dudes that are fighting all the elemental ninjas have this yeah. like these one multi-tool weapon. Yeah. It's like a leather man. But it's like they're still... Oh, they're, no. That, yeah, the, at they the got end. the chains. Yeah. And, dude, it's... Unbelievable. The, f- the first, all the winners of that school. I need to school, watch this fucking dude, movie. It's dude, so good. The first battle, all the win- all the winners of that school and sure. school battle go out sure. there and they all get killed. Oh yeah. my god! And the two survivors learn all the tricks, dude. And that's when they come back with this leatherman. It's a stilt. <laughs> it's an axe. It's a hook. It's a gun. Every time they beat an element, they throw away yeah. like the tool that they use, so then it becomes another thing. Yeah, oh my gosh! Dude, it's truly a brilliant movie. It, 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 I, I need to see it. It is some next level ninja shit. For it's real. on Netflix, and yeah. it's uh, unfortunately is Netflix, it on Netflix? But the problem is, is they don't have the overdub, so, oh, so you miss the whole. I've been poisoned. Oh, it's <laughs> that, that all beautiful voice yeah, that comes yeah, out yeah, yeah. like that <laughs> robust. Caucasian, I've been poisoned, dude. And I, it's, <laughs> especially because you know the original line was not "I've, I've been, been poisoned. poisoned." Here's the thing. Here's another thing. Going back from that to Shokasugi, real quick, or not even quickly. The thing that bothered me as an Asian man for all those Shokasugi movies is that Shokasugi is a native speaker of you know Japanese, right? Sure, sure, Japanese. sure, sure. But every time he had a girl in the movie, they always is be an Asian girl, but she'd be like. Well, son, how are you doing today? Like a California oh, yeah. Asian girl? Pray for death. She's Dude, from America. Yeah, yeah, that's so why he comes brutal. to this country. But, I mean, I feel like that's probably a producer decision. Especially, like, well, I will say, I liked it in Revenge of the Ninja Did you that, he that he got was... with the blonde girl because you never see she the Asian... Bad. You never see the Asian man hitting on the hitting on the white girl. Dude, she's fighting karate with no pants on? He's like, where Yo, are your puns? Let's just put that as Sub-Zero has no shirt on yeah. and is holding her in the sauna. <laughs> What the fuck is Sub Zero doing so in the sauna? Weird. Doesn't make any sense. And then like squirting her in the face with water, and then the kids tied up in the in the sauna room. <laughs> for those of you, the, for those of you who haven't seen Revenge of the Ninja, there's a guy. He's he's a ninja. Um, his whole family, except for his son, is murdered by a bunch of ninjas. In the first and he five just, minutes and of he the whole movie. movie. And he just <laughs> happens to be with this creepy white dude who he just doesn't know is a ninja master. He just doesn't know. Dude, but the best thing is that the, the white dude's walking up is like, come with me to America. We'll make millions. This is going to be great. We're, We're we'll sell, sell your statues. Art. And it, it never occurs to him that like, wow, this is really convenient for Whitey McWhitester <laughs> that now I have to go to America and he's going to make all this money. He's just like, these are unrelated facts. Now, now this is fine. I'll just go. <laughs> and it takes him the whole movie. He, it never occurs to him that this guy is involved in his problems ever wow. until like suddenly finally someone's like, there's heroin in the dolls. And he's like, um, oh. The funny thing about this is, this is only in the 1980s where heroin would come from Japan. <laughs> like, where the fuck is a poppy field in Japan? But in the 
shit that you have to like kind of roll and like it's an Just 80s accept. movie. It's gonna be heroin or explosions. Yeah, yeah. All right, we need a drug. Heroin that comes yeah. from Japan. You know, yeah. like. So also, the, the hypnotism was one of my favorite parts. Yo, the I won't go do it. The hypnotism is so good. <sighs> and she's hypnotized, and I was like, oh, man, really? Dude, like, that's how about what we're the fact do? that at Shokasugi's, like, at his warehouse or whatever, the showroom, his insignia looks like a butt. Like, it's a straight-up, like, <laughs> yeah. yellow ass. <laughs> it is. It's so brutal. I saw it, I was like, man, that guy likes ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I the what I... What's interesting is that I think these films are easier to approach than traditional martial arts movies because it's really just an action movie that has ninjas in it. It's not like with a lot of martial arts movies, even the one you're describing, a lot of what makes it sick for the fans of those movies is the styles and how they do it and this this style versus that style, whatever. And this movie is just like fight movie, action-y movie. Murders. Oh, there are some ninjas. Murders. There's, yeah, there's but a lot of like, mafia guys getting killed. And yeah. No one yeah. How about the main mafia guy in Revenge of the Ninja? Dude, <laughs> his face is like shrunk in yeah. the middle of his he's head. He's the weirdest guy. Dude, he's the he's like a comedic actor almost. One of my favorite things with that was so ninja is him, the, uh, the evil white ninja, trying to pick a lock. Dude's coming up on him. He throws down spiky johns. Caltrops. Yeah, yeah. And Dude. then uh, what, what looked like ball bearings for him to trip on. Yeah. And he just, it's like, you don't even matter because you're about to fall. You're, and the dude sees him do it. And he just doesn't occur to him like, this is a bad situation. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to walk up. This is going to be fine. Are you, a t- are you I don't understand that all Italian men think they can handle anything. Yeah. <laughs> is that great. a thing? And, all, <laughs> and, and on top of henchmen? Yeah. They have no intelligence. <laughs> yeah, every henchman's just like, this is going to be fine. You could literally have beaten up every other henchman, and the next henchman's like, I got this. Yeah. This is good. This that's, is pretty, awesome. that's pretty true. No one's I ever like, that. yo, fuck this, I'm out. Dude, how about I'm when done. Shokasugi sh- spits out the, the caltrops from his mouth? Yeah. The dude pulls his mask down, and he's like, Bleh! and he spits out the caltrops <sighs> of the guy's face. I, I, so good. So, um, A, the scene where his son fights the girl. Yeah, oh, wonderful. She go and he goes through her legs. Yeah, dude, so you knew good. that was coming the whole time. Yeah, because she's taller than him. Dude, yeah. how about the grandma? The scene where the grandma yeah. fights the white ninja. I'm like, oh, oh she gets, snapped, and she gets I, jacked at the end. I like to point out that in every ninja movie, someone gets stabbed and left stuck to a door or a wall. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's, that's an important. If you're, and the sword gets left there because yeah. any murder scene, you're going to leave the weapon. Now, do you think you know? <laughs> Shokasugi was a practitioner of multiple martial arts. Yeah, and it was just at the time but, ninja was hot, so they used it. But I mean, do you think though that some of the because in the movies, there's no, it doesn't, it's very rare, in, especially in his movies, that they're like ninjas are basically highly skilled assassins. Right. He really portrays them as like, yes, it's what they do, but there's also a code and, and a tradition an or whatever. Do you think that's real? Do you think that I don't think real thing? so. I think it's just him. I think it's. I think them trying to make it to be a good guy. Because remember, yeah. the bad guy, good guy, bad guy. You know, like if we go back to the true feudal Japan, yeah, ninjas weren't bond by any kind of feudal agreement. Right. They were hired to kill. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you can go as far back as like, for example, Ninja Scroll. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> you know, and the the the, the, the ninjas. Yeah, well, you know, Ninja Jubei, he's he, you know, he's almost he's clan more like clad more like a samurai. Yeah, but they call him a ninja. Yeah, but you know, all them other ninjas that get all ripped up by the first guy with the big sword. Yeah, they're just disposable murderers. Sure, mercenaries. Then, yeah, yeah. So and that's all they were was like they had a couple tricks that you know, but like samurais were the one like you the know main battle people. They had bushido. They yeah. had the code. They had the. You know, they had the whole thing. I mean, that's one of the big plot devices in samurai movies is the ways that the code limits you or it yeah, controls or- you where you have to be loyal even though... I mean, that's what... I mean, again, this is a later movie, but the Lone Wolf and Cub movies are basically like, what do you do when yeah. the person you've sworn fealty to is actually awful? Will you go off and be this Ronin out on your own? Like, Walk you're basically well, hell. literally, you're damned. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, that's exactly the difference between being Ronin yeah. or being Samurai. Is, yeah. You know, what you're, and that was the whole thing is, what was that movie that there was the remake of uh, The Seven Samurais that was amazing on uh, net, that I saw on Netflix? I don't know. The Magnificent Seven? 13 Assassins. 13 Assassins. Oh, is, that's not a remake of that Seven Assassins. That is not Seven. a remake? No, no. no. Dude, that sure. movie. Yeah. It had that same, it had the weird fucked up arms yeah. off, but I felt it had the same thing because essentially. No, it, it is based on, it's based on another. It's based on another movie, but it's not Seven Samurai. But, but that's it felt a like it, Takashi Miike movie. But yeah. think about it though. Well, that was There's the year the town, that. I, I thought, oh, someone just took. The story and no, I think it's a common it's a common story trope, but uh, okay. it's also like the version on Netflix is also highly edited. Oh, oh no way! Didn't know that. It's uh it's the international version. So because I don't get I don't know how much you know Takashi Miike, but the, the, the guy who directed I that, never heard of that. But I don't the, even know if that's a real word. The guy who directed that movie, he directed Ichi the Killer, yeah, oh. the Audition, Happiness of the Categories. categories. He did. She was fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Well, so that's his thing. He's known for. Fucked up movies. So 13 Assassins comes out in the US and everyone's like, it's so tame. It's so tame. Well, the international version has a scene that I didn't, I haven't seen. So I don't know about it, but it's, huh? it's in How a, do you know if you don't know? Cause I read about it. What's I haven't seen it. What's something scene? happens in a brothel. The dude didn't want to ruin it for anyone. Uh, something happens in a brothel that involves shit. And it's the moment oh. where all the assassins laugh and have a good time. That's because if you watch the movie, the one thing you're like, is like, man, they're, friends pretty quickly well apparently there's a really important scene to the plot that got cut from the american version because it involves uh prostitutes women women without all their limbs and farting and shitting and the guy was just like i don't want to tell you about it but he said we'll never be able to see this in america simultaneously super gross again someone probably has seen it and can tell me if i'm wrong but what i read was it was gross and funny and it's the moment where all of them are like wait we are friends this is our friendship <laughs> oh, moment and man. the guy was like i hate to say it but you miss an important plot point without that scene and i'm like Dude. fuck wait wait back to what i was saying is yeah even go ahead that the samurais right they had some kind of code and then yeah. when that, you know like to, to block them to make them go into that yeah, trap yeah yeah that Ninjas same, don't care about that shit. No, no I mean, the whole ninja thing is like... And if, they're disposal. That's why there's 40 of them with yeah. one samurai. You Back, know, like, what, what, you know what, though? Also, that same year, Mike did another movie called Harakiri that's also on Netflix. Have you seen that? I, I wanted to see it. That movie Because I've gotten so many awesome. bad Netflix movies. Yeah. It's Dude. kind of like, if I put five minutes into a movie... Yeah. I'm going to be pissed the fuck off that I lost that five minutes. This so I'll movie, go back though. and watch a Conan movie over trying a movie that'll suck. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> this movie that's is, fair. Dude, this movie is all about that honor stuff. That's where a samurai fucking, uh, he's he's poor, and he commits Harry Carey on the grounds of another samurai with a wooden sword. And then the whole movie's like, 
why would he kill himself with a wooden sword? What did he do that for? And the whole thing is just like, well, if you die on the grounds of a lord, then you are an honored samurai versus not an honored samurai, and you're a ronin. So he goes there to kill himself to try and get money. Dude, just watch it. It's If you like all that you, feudal you stuff. You love all that. You know that's, a, you know that's a remake, right? No. Harakiri was originally a movie oh, from like the Criterion. 50s, and it's Criterion a Criterion collection. Yeah. And what I understand is that the Mike remake is the same exact movie, only with more blood and grossness. Dude, All he did was awesome. reshoot the classic and go, but wouldn't it be cooler if it was also kind of gross? He also shot it in 3D. Yeah. And then that was the same year he did Ninja Kids, the fucking children's so movie. So this is the thing about Mike is that he basically does these awful movies and then occasionally does movies that are for kids that are fun. And yeah. he just thinks it's funny. It's like literally in in Japan, the way they describe him as like how he appeals to Japanese audience is like, imagine Spielberg plus Kubrick Plus, like, uh, like a, like a, not even Carpenter, but like Cronenberg. Uh, 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 That's is like he just ranges that far. Like some of his movies are like big family, big yeah. things in Japan, and some of them are just like, I mean, in Better Off Dead Two, literal woman gets fucked by a dog on yeah. camera, and he's just like, yeah, this is gonna happen now. This is what's gonna be in the movie, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, how? What? Dude, so he's a weird brutal. guy. He's a weird guy. But, uh, and he's made a million movies. Anyways, we're we're off topic now. Sorry, go I want to get back to Revenge. I got school good right there. I like this. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm gonna listen to this and write names down. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the thing for me is, I don't know about you, but I got into Mike because of the audition. Yeah. And no, then, I got into Mike because of ha- of uh, Happiness of the Categories. Oh wow. And then I saw Ichi the Killer, and I was like, "Fuck this shit, dude! Ichi this was is the so fucking, brutal, so crazy, dude! The fucking face that gets thrown out and slides down the wall, yeah. oh, or when he breaks the lady's finger, yeah, it's like, yo, this is some bullshit, dog. Like it was hard for me to watch. So it feels like for me, with I mean, first of all, Revenge of the Ninja is the best of the trilogy, right? Yeah. Do you like Ninja Three: The Domination? I haven't seen Ninja Three. So Do you like Ninja Three: The Domination? Because. I was younger. It never hit me that it was a trilogy. Right. Well, it's unrelated. There's no. This goes along with the whole Mad Max versus yeah, Road yeah. Warrior. Right. Right. We didn't right. know till later on they were like you knew we that they knew, were related. You know, I you know my father was in the Mad Max and yeah. also I caught it, but you know Road Warrior was the introduction for us. Yeah. So you didn't know, but I mean, here's some chick cop. She sees this ninja get killed. Right. She becomes a ninja. She kills a bunch of cops. And it's just cool. Anything that involves cop killing is great. <laughs> Anything involving ninjas is great. Yeah. And then at the end, some crazy temple that looks like the uh, pagoda in Redding. Yeah. But it's supposed to be in Los Angeles in the hills. Yeah. <laughs> and she has like this battle with Shoka, the ghost of Shogasuki. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's man. Like, crazy. And it's epic. What? It's truly epic. Is it it's, on it's, YouTube also? Uh, I don't know. You can definitely get it on Amazon, but I think it's on. it might be on YouTube. But uh, it's it's so off the wall. And the fact that they... Here's the thing. There's Enter the Ninja and Revenge of the Ninja. The way American Minds work, you don't see Ninja 3 and think, oh, that's the sequel to these other two movies. It's actually insane that they named it Ninja 3. Because the other two <laughs> movies are not just called Ninja exactly. whatever. It's like crazy. Like what? Yeah. And then not only that, there were already other movies named Ninja. Ninja. There's oh, Ninja 1. Man. And it's unrelated anyway. Dude, this is like the Fulci zombie yeah. debacle. Well, already. and this is like, I don't know if you guys have seen the more recent movie, Ninja 2 Shadow of a Tear. What? So is this is that? a... It's a movie... Well, this is the thing about Ninja 2 Shadow of a Tear. 
it's a, another white guy ninja movie. Basically, it was a it was a franchise that was dead, and someone uh-huh. bought it, and then they basically made a movie where uh, Scott Adkins, who's sort of this straight straight to DVD action star, yeah, yeah, he just fights people for an hour and forty five minutes. There's no movie. There's no plot. The whole thing is was kind of World, like was he in number three, American Ninja Three? He might have been. I think that was like the start of his career. So. Do you know about the American Ninja 3 thing? No. What's the American Ninja 3 thing? So the star number one. Yeah. Michael Dudikoff. There's star number two. Oh. Number two is a different star. Is oh. it? And then really... number three, there's this whole right thing now. about he like the, the, the one star usurped the other one by saying like, I'll do it, but only if I'm the fucking good guy at the end. Like if oh. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the badass at what? the end. So they tricked... I think they something like they tra- it's in the IMDb. I was reading this laughing because I'm like, this is the shittiest fucking movie ever created. I actually posted on Facebook and you laughed about it. Yeah, was like, no, oh. it really is the shittiest movie ever made. Well, there's like this, American there's like this bad, terrible. Well, there's like this bad gang that's like junkyard dog, or like they're what are they South America, whatever they are. Yeah, and it's just so and again what, with the drug dealing with the heroin. David, so David Bradley, is, David Bradley is the American Ninja. Sean Davidson, and then in quotes, the American Ninja. The American Ninja. <laughs> Uh, I mean, some the I, first one was legitimate though. The first American Ninja, but like, yeah, that, I think that was like almost a death nail because once you started pulling people that weren't in those ones, and I mean, those ones got pretty fucking cheesy quick. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, for me, Ninja Three, it, it, there's more assassination. There's just, the only one obviously it keeps with the whole head to head at the end, the big battle on the mountain. You know, but the the assassination is the same shit. And there's another hot tub scene and another hot tub murder in that. What's so funny about this? I just I just looked at the the trivia on IMDb. Despite what the title says, this is the first entry of the American Ninja series to actually feature a scene which takes place in America. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's what I want. Let's go back to Revenge of the Ninja a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about what you guys thought about uh, the setting. You know this was filmed in Salt Lake City, Utah. No, yeah. I did not know that. It was that. supposed to be set in LA. Right, but it was And Utah. basically, you know, go, I don't know if you guys have seen the documentary about Canon Films, The Electric Boogaloo. No, I didn't. It's basically... I they, heard it's amazing, though. It's good. I mean, I, here's the thing. It was made by people who clearly think Canon Films are most bad I would have preferred it to be made by someone who thought it was a crazy story but they liked the movies yeah but you know Golem and Globus you know the, the Israeli brothers who basically made all the crazy canon f- films they were willing to save money on anything right. you know whatever and I guess the mayor of Salt Lake City was just like we're gonna make Salt Lake City the new Hollywood so it was just like oh, we will like lift it all like the, yeah uh, no taxes no taxes no charge they basically got to do whatever the fuck they wanted no permit charges. That I mean, you see the shit that goes down in that movie. Yeah. They had no permits for any of that. Like they just got to do anything they wanted. Just jumping so, on buildings, Salt Lake City. Bombs. I don't know about you. But I mean, that movie got crazy. The yeah. helicopter. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. It took them the. the, Dude, the how about the playground fight? It's funny you should mention that it's it's in Salt Lake City because in the playground fight, there's one guy very clearly wearing a UCLA sweatshirt. I was like, yeah, of course, it's California. <laughs> Nothing in that movie looks like like the whole time I'm watching it. Even before I read about the Salt Lake City thing, I was like, where the fuck are they right now? Like, this is not L.A. It, was, it wasn't until years of touring that I'm like, this is not Los Angeles. <laughs> and then, because I love Salt Lake I would actually move to Salt Lake City. If I had a job. Really? If I had a job and I had like five acres of land, I would sure. live in Salt Lake City and never sure. talk to any of you motherfuckers. <laughs> That's how much I love it out there. And I immediately was like, yo, this looks like a lot like Salt Lake City. Now Salt Lake City is getting more hood, and I'm thinking otherwise. But the, the ninjas, 
How much time have you spent in Salt Lake City? Two thousand what ninety nine was my first trip there, and I went there every year almost until two thousand and five. And then when I when Jess and I drove back from California, we made sure we stopped in a parking lot what? to see Blake Ford, my very good friend. I've now had the and you'll love this. I've had the uh, honor of being in both his weddings and not been able to make either one of them. Oh my gosh. Wow. that's my boy, and Blake is the best. And but I, I, lo- I love Salt Lake. I love the culture. I love the kids. That's great. Oh, they're the best. What's crazy about this, though, is that this is a story about heroin import, right? Yeah. Japanese products, yes. and ninja battles. I'm sorry, Salt and Lake Mafia. C- yeah, and the Mafia. Yeah. Really? Do we it's really Salt think Lake there's City. battles between Yakuza and the Mafia? I mean, because the guy's like, you ever watch out for the Japanese? And if at any point they had said, this is Salt Lake City, you'd be like, what are the Japanese doing in Salt Lake City? Like, what is going on right now? But they just let you assume. They yeah. never say. They just let you assume. It's a, actually it's, LA. it's actually the same with Pray for Death, and that Pray for Death is Houston. And they, but they film in the part of Houston that doesn't look like Houston. Houston. It's like old Houston. Yeah. So that you think like, oh, they you know, maybe they're in Compton, maybe they're whatever. I mean, no, nah, man, they're in Houston. Like I'm sure everywhere they filmed in Houston eventually got torn down, and now that's another big ass building. When did, or whatever. When did Gleam, Gleam in the Cube come out? Oh shit, eighty seven maybe eighty eight. They kind of stole like a right. f- fucked up plot from one of these ninja movies. Like, the big, the bases. I was the Asian brother. Like the Asian brother, the drug, the the drug and gun. Like what the fuck is Dude, going on? The greatest 80s that- part of greatest part of leaving the cube is when they're they're the final chase and Christian Slater's like, you got your crew. I got mine. Oh, and Tony Hawk is there. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? This is the greatest movie. He lives in a pool house no, under he lives with under Yabo. A, yeah, yeah. I like that he he has he 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 gets rid of a skateboard and goes straight. Yeah. yeah. And he wears like clothes and that that's are, what like, gets the Asian shirts. that's what gets the Asian chick. He's yeah. just like, Oh, you're straight, I like you. Dude. Then his, so his good. he gets the special skateboard It's basically a diamond board, a diamond board <laughs> skateboard. <laughs> And he goes down the big hill. I like, but the uh, same but you, fucked up. No, plot. I say what you're saying about the '80s. Like, like what the fuck is going on? Where they're trying? I don't to make- know. It it seems to me I was so in the last episode of Hard Business. I went on this whole thing where I feel like the '70s is all like psychedelia, yeah. dudes in puffy vests with shotguns trying to kill gangs. psychics. Yeah, yeah, motorcycle gangs. Like, there's all this like sort of like thing, and then all that gets absorbed into the '80s, where by the middle to the end of the '80s, it's every story Asian. is. Cocaine coming in, parties, ninjas, like dudes on motorcycles. Like even the one of my favorite versions of this is in Miami Connection. Yeah. Where have you seen that, Joe? No. Oh, so okay. Miami Connection is again the same way that Show Kasugi I think uses these movies to promote ninjutsu or ninjpo or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Uh, you know, he he uses it as a pro the Miami Connection was made by a Taekwondo guy to promote Taekwondo. <laughs> y- so in the movie K Kim, right? That guy? Yeah, YK Kim. And basically in the movie there's a bunch of dudes who do Taekwondo who are also in a rock band together. Yeah. And called they, Dragon Sound. Called Dragon Sound. And they find themselves at sort of in conflict with local drug dealers who, of course, work with an army of ninjas. Now, here's the thing. The army of ninjas, because it's in the 80s, ride around on sport bikes. On ninja what motorcycles. The, what is the point of being a ninja on a loud-ass motorcycle? You're not... <laughs> You're not sneaking up on anybody. They hear you coming because you're like, rah, 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 rah. and then the whole idea that they are part of this cocaine thing. So then, like, what I my favorite part about it is if you really think about it, you know, Taekwondo is from Korea. 
Ni- you know, ninjas are from J- Japan. What's subtly going on here is like Taekwondo naturally fights ninjas because there's an issue with Koreans and Japanese people. But he never makes that explicit because most of the dudes doing Taekwondo are actually white dudes because it's basically all of his students in Jacksonville. Right. By the way, doesn't happen in Miami. Miami's where the drugs come in. It happens in Jacksonville, but they call it the Miami, Miami connection. connection. They actually originally called the movie Escape from Miami, but John wow. Carpenter threatened to sue. So then they changed it to Miami Connection, no which is ridiculous because no one saw Miami Connection when it came out. It's yeah. more popular now than on DVD was, yeah. than it ever was when it went to theaters. That's so funny. Dude. But yeah, there's an army. I always say once you have an army of ninjas, they must be bad. You don't need an army of ninjas. You need like one or two on your squad that gets One guy up. who knows how to hide and kill the one guy you want dead. Yeah. That's what a ninja's for. Right. Once you have a hundred ninjas all on motorcycles, ninjas. yeah, then you're like, well, those guys must be the bad ninjas, right? Yeah, They're not like, good at being ninjas. <laughs> They're like bottom of the class of ninjas. Yeah, <laughs> just I just like, like that. Yeah. In today's world, no one will be able to make any of these movies because of cultural appropriation. Oh right, the well, amount of arguing and screaming yeah. and yelling would be awesome uh, to see. So I amazing! Would, I would almost want to make a movie just to see how mad people get. <laughs> I mean, even like <laughs> even uh, the one that uh, our friend Harry just put out, Ninja Busters, which I still haven't seen. There's karate. There's ninjas. There's motorcycle gangs. There's drugs. There's break dancing. There's a Cuban dance club. Who's which? The guy who runs the Cuban dance club is also a karate master, of so course. Good. And then the ninjas attack the Cuban dance club while everyone's trying to dance sexy and cool. That's awesome. It's Fuck. fucking crazy. It's the craziest movie. And uh, again, it's literally like it's it's the 80s and you're like, all right, what's hot right now? Well, drugs, ninjas, motorcycle gangs. We need all these things. Yeah, break dancing. We need all these things to happen at the same time. Ninja Turtles was the epitome, the oh. perfect confluence of all of those things. You know, where the hand hangs out, no kid who saw that movie when they were a kid saw where they hung out and was like, I don't want to hang out there. Yeah, it's like, no Every way. Every one of us was like, oh, shit. I want that. a half pipe in there, John. Yeah. That shit is amazing. There are punks now who still dream of that. Like, they're like, one day I'll buy a warehouse. And, <laughs> and it'll it's like, going to be for stolen goods. <laughs> and half Stolen pipes. goods, training kung fu, and arcades, <laughs> and half pipes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, pizza. this is the other thing. In order to do martial arts, you need discipline. Why would you discipline these kids? Why would you give kids a room full of video games and and half pipes and then be like, oh, and also we're going to brutally teach you how to be ninjas? What what kid would be like, oh, sure, yeah, I'll stop playing all these free video games and like let you beat me up so I can become a ninja? (laughs) Master Tatsu. Fuck, another movie I saw with Bad Michael, just saying. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know, man. So what do we think was the end? What it was? What is sort wait, of the wait, end? Before we, before we, re- we get to that, do there's it. another thing I do want to address. Do it. Shokasuki's eyeliner. You're not afraid to use it. I'm just saying, why? Was Every it a racial movie. thing? Dude. Was, it, was it an eyeball thing? No, I even, even like, in, even in, I read this on the internet, even in uh, Enter the Ninja, the first one, he, you can tell each of the random ninjas that are actually him and not because another actor because of the eyeliner. He always wears the eyeliner. He so he plays like 10 ninjas in that movie. Yeah, and that when he, when, uh, wait, Franco, wait, 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 when Franco Nero was running around as a white ninja <laughs> yeah, and he's killing the red ninjas who actually we find aren't getting killed. It's a practice ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like half of them. And then he's also the black ninja that Franco Nero... Uh, Almost kills and beat. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, the whole time, you don't realize until you're like, 
Is that the same fucking guy? But I mean, how many because act- of the eyeliner? Yeah. What the fuck is up with the eyeliner? Maybe it was costume? apparently that's what ninjas used to do for real. So, so you think Shokasugi's like, oh, I have to uh, extinguish my eyes very well. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why you have to do the Shokasugi accent. I like it. It's very authentic. <laughs> no, it, it's <laughs> actually very accurate, which is part of why I'm freaked out a little bit. I like it a lot. <laughs> Maybe that's a thing I should try. Maybe I should be like, Yo, Anthony, listen, we've been aging our whole lives. Maybe we should start wearing eyeliner so people will see our eyes more and we'll be more expressive in discussion. Have either one of you been ninjas for Halloween? Every single yeah. year from like grade, like, dude, like second grade to like ninth grade. I was only a ninja twice. I can tell uh. you that I can still put a ninja suit on faster than either one of you. So. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure. I had that. <laughs> Only thing I never had was the boot with the hole with the toe hole. Uh, I've always wanted to foot. kill somebody with the with the shuriken and the toe Dude. right to the fucking eye. Evo uses the or, word. Or I always like the ninja who had the knife come out of the front of the. the oh, t- you know, yeah. You just tap it, and all of a sudden oh, there's a knife there. Oh. But I always thought, how did they not tap it by mistake? I feel like if I had that, I would it would always be coming out. I'd be like, yeah. oops, sorry, sorry guys, sorry. <laughs> Killing I didn't mean, little children. I didn't mean for it to come out. My Dude, bad. Evo's favorite euphemism for a vagina besides camel toe is ninja foot. <laughs> We are going into some dark I'm not territory. even going to lie to you, dude. That's ninja great. Foot. I, the whole time I was watching Revenge of the Ninja, I was like, man, maybe a camel's watching this and being like, yo, check out his foot. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid because it's true. I'd like to point out that what the hell is that actor Sub-Zero doing? <laughs> what? Like, I mean, first of all, the fact that he, that before that, Dude's like, hey, I'm gonna leave this young lady who clearly I have feelings for with you, giant Asian man. Yeah. And the giant Asian man's like, I should probably rape this woman. Yeah. That seems like a good use of my time. You're like, what? He's gonna kill you. Don't you know? And then when he Dude, comes back, he just immediately about, kills him. You're like, oh. how about that guy? The next time I see him in a movie is fucking Austin Powers where he gets killed with the penis pump. Yeah. <laughs> what? I forgot about Dude, that. Yeah. I saw that shit. I was like, oh, it's the penis pump guy. <laughs> what the fuck? He throws shoes. And then. Comes your own. And then that's the best. That's the best role. Asian uh, man who's the ice hockey. The goalie. hockey guy, yeah. dude. We need to do a show on on Schwarzenegger movies. This is not pertinent to our discussion now, but Sub Zero, the fucking Running Man, one of the, the greatest movies man, of all time. The Running Man is the best Bachman story as well. He's gonna put but that but, but but here's the thing though. I usually I don't Sub-Zero. care about the relationship between. I don't care too much about the relationship between the book and the movie. Yeah, as fun as Running Man is. The story is so bleak and depressing and awesome that when I read it, I remember being like, oh, man, they really didn't get anywhere close with that movie. Like, it's just the name. The thing it's is, unrelated I'm okay with there it. is it's no awesome. adaptation of anything Stephen King's really ever done yeah. to touch what he is yeah. capable of in words. And and look at the short stories. Like they ran with the mist. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know, like Shawshank, and the Langoliers movie was bullshit too. Like, then anything that's a full length novel of his. Yeah. Shit. In yeah. terms of versus the book. Yeah. Yeah. Then you get to the short stories, and uh, he had that one hit, the Different Seasons book, where at yeah. people stand by me, and even then there's small bits that are missing, but those are the best. Yeah. And those are um, novellas. Yeah. Anytime he has full run to keep going, 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 go. Just shitty. No one's gonna meet up with what he has in his head. Yeah. What's fucked up is the one good movie that's like a killer movie of a Stephen King, he fucking hated 
The Shining. The Shining. Yeah, he really did hate it. And it's like, you know what? Like the story. And then it made Maximum Overdrive, the only movie that Stephen King ever directed, as a revenge on The Shining's getting ransacked by Kubrick. He's like, well, the next movie I'm going to do, I'm going to direct it. And it was fucking Maximum Overdrive, piece of shit movie. He loves movies with cars. To be fair, I like Maximum Overdrive, but it's not a good movie. It was cool. Chris, like, but I'm saying this, like, like, as as an avid reader, his. Yeah. And then seeing the movies. I see some of these movies they make. You're like, and fuck that. I will say, I don't. It's not as good as the book, but I don't feel like Pet Cemetery is a complete piece of shit. No, I don't no, think it's well, I mean, terrible. It be, I like be, the dark half. I thought that was a fine movie. Yeah, but the dark half again. The dark half is fine if you don't read the book. The dark yeah. half is a good. Movie. That's the whole point. Is uh, yeah. you have to throw away the source material at some point to In enjoy order to enjoy the movies. And yeah. that's. I mean, my biggest fear with these upcoming Dark Towers. Yeah, essentially, he's doing that. You're just going to show up in real time America. Maybe book three, yeah, and and you're so I mean so you've read all the Dark Tower stuff too. I have them all in hardback besides the Gunslinger. Did you read the graphic novel stuff too? No, um, when I started going on tour, full on hard, yeah, yeah. there was no collecting. Yeah. Now that I'm older and as adult, I really like to get. I actually have a, a first print. Of, the the coolest book I own is an accidental pickup. I bought Pet Cemetery on tour. I'd read it. Yeah, but I bought on tour for it's like two ninety five. Yeah, as a very first printing, no jacket, uh, but the first printing of Pet Cemetery. Uh, but cool. um, when I got arrested, my um kid's mother had bought me every hardback of Stephen King. What? I was thought about collecting because I was like, she's like, "What are you gonna do? You're gonna go to jail. You're gonna never get out. You're gonna." And I'm like, I really want to collect books because I sold my all my records and I, yeah. I still love books more than anything in this yeah. world. Yeah, so she went out and bought me. Every single, but the gunslinger never was. I mean, there might be a hardback of it, but it was such a short story. Yeah. But um, books three through seven I have in big, thick hardback with the graphic cover. Oh. Yeah. I still want to get all the omnibus gra- graphic novels because yeah. I can't believe some of the extra stories from Roland. Oh yeah. Fuck. I've but, read I mean, I've read some of that stuff and it's all really well done. Like it's really. Good. I've never read though, any is, of it, not one word. I'll tell you, wow. I don't care about graphic novels, sure. and I'm gonna tell you the reason why is. I either want the one or the other. Either give me the visual, sure, and then I don't want to read it, or give yeah. me the book and let me visualize. Yeah, yeah. And so cool you don't like have. the two of them there. No, nah, the yeah, time. like you know, like, I had the Watchmen because everyone told me it was cool and from comic book nerd shit. I'm not a big comic book guy. Mm. I read the What Ifs. I read the What Ifs. Sure. You know, I read yeah. Punishers. Yeah, but like, I need to visualize it for myself. I'm a visual yeah. person in my own head, which is why I love books. Yeah. I hate being supplemented with both and the bubble, you know. And I, mean, I get the shtick, and I'm really a support, you know, like I like the cartoons and I like yeah. the comic book fair that comes from it, but like, yeah. don't I want to visualize it for myself? So I'll collect the Stephen King stuff, but I'd rather read just read stick to the books. The books. Yeah, 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 he should he should do a book version of all the extra rolling. We are I agree. way off course. Sorry. I'm sorry, no, no, I'm it's sorry. totally my fault. But, but uh, no, no, no. This is the thing, though. I think all this stuff is interesting. So I don't. Know <laughs> but like, ever. going back to the thing is like, uh, what I think we got off the thing was the source material for it. Is like, what do you what do you do with a ninja movie today? You can't, do uh, dude. I think you if can't. somebody came out with a fucking chop sake ninja fucking movie right now, it would be amazing. And they not like Kung, CG did, with Japanese pop stars. I did. That was fine. Kung, wait, Kung Fury? Yeah. Is that, oh, is that the, Kickstarter. I put I put twenty bucks up. I put I watched it because <laughs> I, I, I watched bucks. I watched because okay I had the twenty buck expenditure. I, I, I had to. I yeah, put I, a little I put a little money in it too. Did uh, you really? I did, but here's the thing. It's 
I actually prefer uh, a movie Turbo like Kid. Turbo Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, Did you, you see, see Turbo, Turbo Kid? Kid? Here's the thing. I, I That's think that, on Netflix, and you should watch that one. That, gonna have to, when this is all on, I'm going to be dude, writing down everything. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's it, it's got the... A li- Kung Fury is a little bit too self-conscious of being yeah. retro, and Turbo Kid just is retro without trying, without, without trying being to be. so like, oh, look at this. It's so cool because it's old, you know? Yeah, but, no. On the other hand, I still found parts of Kung Fury fun. Like, parts of it were fun. Yeah. I laughed... The entire, fr- but see, I also thought I still think Black Dynamite is no. Black Dynamite artist. is fucking great. Dude, Black Dynamite great. is a genius fucking movie. I just saw the four episodes on Netflix of the, uh, the cartoon. Of or cartoon or I is it good? That. I think it's funny, but they actually make him less of a good guy and more of like a dickhead. Yeah. And he actually riffs. The one episode he riffs with Michael Jackson, one <laughs> episode he riffs with OJ, yeah. one episode he riffs with Fire, which I think is funny. Yeah, but I like all that. But I'm saying is like, if, we, if you did a ninja movie now. Some dickhead would take some bad version of something and yeah. make it shittier. You yeah, know, like, I mean, the, we, enough, well, part enough. of that part of that though is not the fault of the people trying; it's the companies. No one, no one at any movie studio is like, "Yo, let's give like ten million dollars to a ninja movie." Like, that's not going to happen. If you're going to make it, it's going to be for no money. And and the myth that we've talked about on here before is that. Well, in, to- in today's world, you don't need a lot of money to make a great movie. Well, that's yeah. not really true, no, actually. No, that's that's not true. My, the only thing I know about movies from being made is Nathan's Little Birds. Oh, okay, sure. And that, I don't know. You've what is that. Nathan's Little Birds? Nathan, uh, Nathan Elgin James from Righteous Jams and Wrecking Crew and uh, 454 Big Block. Yeah. He writes a story and uh, he goes to Hollywood. He gets in the, the cons, actors. Uh, of director's film uh, thing where they teach, like, you know, they help along. He gets a huge, not a huge budget, but he gets a, what's that chick's name? I'm so bad. My wife is so much better than me. With, um, sure. But he, he gets an actress who's, you know, yeah. very well very well known. Jamie Patrickoff is a producer. It's a big deal. But it doesn't get bought. But, I mean, see this. It's shot by the same woman who shot, like, the, 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 the director of photography is amazing. Like, you yeah. see this movie and you're like, this is fucking great. Yeah. And not because I'm his friend, but you're like, how the fuck did this asshole from hardcore yeah. come up with this thing? And you see this, and it's a great movie, but it's one of the great lessons I learned about movies. is like, You can have all the right things. You think, oh, he's got this um, temple. What is Judo Temple? Is that her name? Yeah. She's in it. Yeah. And he, and he, gets, he gets shown a couple of ways, but it never got bought. Never got picked show. up for distribution. Exactly. Yeah. So you think about and, and so I think, many movies like that. I think like he that. had like three yeah. or five. I think the women three, maybe four mil at the tops, and they yeah. three or four million. Think about that word. It's what just, would you? What would you do? You know crazy. what I would? You know what I would do? Changer. You know what I would do with three or four million? Yeah. I would build a venue. Raise an army of ninjas and have a half pipe. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would yeah, have them yeah. train in the venue. This is what I'm saying. Uh, like, this is the thing. Like, you think about the, it. the film industry is at the point where if you can get eight million dollars together, that means you can make a small movie that yeah. might play a few theaters, play a couple of festivals, and you won't have the money behind it to even advertise it well. It's like, it, but, the, but there's a lot of trashy movies. Yeah, yeah. That get made because they got the big budget name. And well, and there's no, you got to keep in mind too. There's no independent like even the small quote unquote indie film producers. A lot of them are owned by the big companies, and they yeah. just have them for prestige. They don't actually care about them. That's a damn shame. I wonder how much Netflix influences now being picking up real yeah. indie versus yeah. now fake indie stuff. Yeah, as well, yeah. you yeah. know. I yeah. mean, and 
uh, DVD being pushed out of a, as a media format. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably could print DVDs cheaper than you ever can, but who the fuck wants to buy a DVD? Yeah, I, I own still, four or I still collect. I still collect Blu-rays, but I'm. You're I'm, the reason I'm why I got Blu-rays. You fucking asshole. <laughs> it's so good though. They're <laughs> so I, I good. This, I get this TV. I thought I came up, and he comes over. He goes. You don't have a Blu-ray player? I'm like, looked right at him. Like, I said the same thing to Josh, by the way. And I'm like, you know me? I'm like, what the fuck? Why do I need one of them? You're like, it'll look so much fucking better. Now I got Casablanca. Fuck, now man. I have Clint Eastwood. Like, and I see a Blu-ray, and I get like, I, you like, gotta get it. The Kingdom of Heaven uh, Blu-ray, the full yeah, thing, and like, yeah. the, when we move again and get our house, I'm really gonna have the big couch. Yeah, the in Blu-ray. another room, in another room, not the room you walk by. Yeah, the real sound. Because like you watch Casablanca, oh, yeah. in the dark with your wife. Yeah, and yeah. Sitting there with the awesome. Dog. My dog sits between my legs during movies. Like, yeah. yeah, I want that whole experience, and I gotta say, Blu-ray does that. But like, yeah. you, you know, an indie guy, we can make a movie tomorrow with Sonny. <laughs> but but we can get it printed on DVDs. But who's gonna see it besides people who bought DVDs? Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's the thing. It's like you can't. It's actually really hard to get your movie seen, and like it's people, sad. people don't understand that, and like they don't understand like when we like, you know. When I talk to you about Cinepunks, right. I feel like the movies we cover are not even that weird. Like I feel like we're just scraping the surface and yeah. I want more writers so we can find more stuff people to know about. But to your average dude now, like in his 20s, he's like, yeah, you guys talk about the craziest movies <laughs> well, on the because website. Because these kids are fucking idiots. Again, <laughs> people are fucking stupid and you're getting dumber by the smarter the phones are getting. Oh, man. The smarter the phone, the They're stupider the fucking person. I mean, there are a lot of core men who just spend all their time watching anime, I'm just to clarify. Anime, anime yeah, is shit. so fucking yeah. weird. Anime is shit. I just was the going people over who this watch anime Lottie. now are shit. I love so cosplay bad. girls. I, <laughs> I love cosplay. And everyone's like, my, 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 my coming up in anime is through my cousin Bill. Sure. And it was uh, one part Dungeon Dragons, one part Japanese. Yeah. Uh, battle, uh, what is that? What is it called? Something, something cross, which led into like Robotech and yeah. all that. Oh, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. And Macross. Macross. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah. shit's like, cool, though. But that's why I got but, into. And then, yeah. you know, like, like obviously. Ninja Scroll was like the cap for well, me. Ninja Scroll was a cap. See, for me, it got into uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell. I don't think I'm, I don't, th- and as far as like one feature. Did you length, like that? Did love you? it. I Ghost in the I Shell. It. I saw it at the fucking theater so when, did it, when I. it came out. No, and that's Ghost in the Shell. I literally Vampire Hunter D. After Ghost in the Shell, I thought. Yo, I'm in like anime. It's so great. And since Ghost well, in the Shell, the nothing world. has let's come Let's use the real world. Japanimation. Japanimation. Let's not call it anime. Uh, Japanimation. That's what I we used to call it. Japanimation was what we called. Yo, and we went. Oh, I would go to. You day. go to Chinatown. You go and get stuff. But the thing about buying shit at Chinatown when we were like about Japanimation is no one in the store gave a fuck what you bought. So like literally, we went one time and we're like, we're gonna get some new Japanimation. What did we get? We got Akira. Cool. Love it. Akira's we great. got Project Echo. Best. It's, it's, I like, know, it's I like cool. that. It's cool. I really fucking like that. Then we got Uroko Sudoji. Uh, the Uroko Doji movies are so fucking tentacle porn weirdness. Yeah. I, we had no idea. And, Dude. you know, Joe will tell you, this was like when most of my friends, if it wasn't a show friend, my friends were youth group friends. They were Jesus kids. We went home, put this on, and everyone was like, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it has three penises. What do we do? What do we yeah. do? And we just, well, we've, we didn't turn it off. We finished it. And then we all looked at each other and it's like, so who wants to keep this one? The worst, <laughs> the worst Japanimation purchase of my life. Yeah. Ninja Scroll 2. 
There was a I sequel to I don't Ninja hate Scroll? Ninja Scroll 2, but I don't When the hell like the it. whole Christian thing and all that? No, I know. It's it's a, like if you wrote it but when <laughs> you were younger. <laughs> here's here's what I would say. But I'll I'll <laughs> do you, I'll do you, I'll do you the, the Delian eye roll was great there. <laughs> I'll do you the I'll do you the other direction. What about did you see Vampire Hunter D two? Yes. I actually thought Vampire Hunter D two was better than Vampire Hunter D. Can't wow. you can't put better against a against a classic. That's you fair. can you can never say two is better than one because one was the impetus to see two. You could say that you liked better. I'll parts disagree. Of it. I'll disagree. Name one. Empire Strikes Back. That's not a number two. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Two. Azumi That's interesting. Two. That's, interesting. Two. That's interesting. The number two. The word two. <laughs> not the next movie onward. All right. I see what you're saying. The duplicity. The, yeah, well, yeah, the yeah. reason why you watched the second yeah. one is because the first. Yeah, that's fair. So, and, and and everyone can do better the second time out. Look at yeah. the Zark run number 11. Bow. Battle you know, Royale 2. Shitty. Worst. Yo, it's so terrible. terrible. The reason I why is because they want the money. And yeah, that was then, such a money grab. And the director died half. Also, through. I want to point out that Hunger Games is a broke ass white people shit version yeah. of Battle Royals, and I know that's an old thing to say. But since I've never been on your show, my <laughs> daughter, the birdhead fucking retard that she is, Hunger Games is so good. I love it. Man. I bought her all the books, and I never read one. And my wife likes this, and I never seen it besides five seconds. And I went the most broke ass Walmart white person version of Battle Royal. Right. But I did get stuck in the Maze Runner. Did you? You like those really movies? the Maze Runner? Two thirty in the morning, HBO. Waiting for <coughs> Jess to get out of work. Put it on three times. Now I'm worried because I don't know what. What do you do at number two? And I didn't see it because I know it came out. But like, when it comes out, I only know about these things because you know Suze works with young people. She reads all these young. Have people you seen books. them? Have you seen the Maze I, Runner movies? I have not. But I she read. I think she read one of the books. I could be wrong, but she said it was pretty good. Actually, there's well, a lot of apocalypto. What's really happening? I like that in a in a movie world where everything has to be explained because everybody's fucking potato heads. Yeah, that this movie you didn't get answer, you didn't get all the answers. Yeah, I hate yeah. the I'm need to ti- explain everything. It's such a pain even, in the dick. I'm tired. I don't. You know what I'm tired of in movies? I don't want a love story. I right. don't want to know what happened to your fucking dead parents. I don't give a fuck about your stupid, fucked up character. Shut up and get on with it. Yeah. Like right. in the Monty Python, get on with it. Yeah. You know, like, stop telling me. I don't need backstory. I, I need plot that moves forward, that entraps you. Uh-huh. Not like, and then I have this lame, everything's already been written backstory. Yo, this, is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is the thing. This is why I think, this is a weird segue, but w- recently I started watching the Young Justice cartoons. Have you? And the best part about Young Justice is Young Justice starts off being like, okay, you know all the Justice League people. This is about their sidekicks forming a team. And we're not going to tell you anything about the main heroes because you know them. We don't need to tell you who they are. You know who they are. We're just going to move on. And like... It really that part of it really worked for me because I'm so tired. Every superhero movie, it's like it's a, here's the origin. Yeah, origin no, story. Everybody well, knows. Everybody knows the origin. Stan, like <laughs> Stan Lee lived on the origins, you know. And I think I'm so over it. I, I don't want to. I ask again, same thing. I don't want to know. You know why? You know why uh, the best movies, the blockbuster ones, work? Because you don't get told about some stupid backstory. Sure. Yeah. Like that. Like ScarJo, hot as hell. Black Widow, I don't care what she does. Kill a couple people, look hot, be a badass. I don't need I don't need to go full deep. Hawkeye, same thing. Oh, the guy from the town. He got a better role. Or not, you know, like, I don't want to know why he's in it. Why he's shooting arrows when his dad was a yeah. archer back yeah, in the fuck day. Fuck you. Yeah, just you know, like, shoot arrows and kill fucking yo, aliens and shit. 
Did you see a backstory in the shit Punisher? The one with the oh, Yakuza drug Punisher, deal? Punisher War Games? No, 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 no. No, oh, that school. one's... The one with the biohazard. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Oh, Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Oh, Have that you was seen really that? bad, yeah. They didn't kill you with a backstory. No, it's just you Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah. You used to get treated like an adult watching a movie. <laughs> I I'm mean, gonna not in every fu- case, but a lot of cases. Yeah. Let's watch a movie where we fucking uh, pick up and we figure, we put two and two together. Yeah, like you'll Legos. figure it out. Dude, and I will say that the last Punisher movie, Punisher War Journal, was amazing. Amazing. Didn't see it. I wish I did because I liked the, the the newer version. I, you it's know, so good. Again, coming from the nerd world, I played a game called Marvel. Right, you built your own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. through all of the friends that I grew up with, I absorbed enough knowledge. Like you know, like I don't need to know every word of every hardcore band. I know, right. but you are in a culture enough that you know. Yeah, you know Green Lantern. You know the shit. I don't need to know. I have friends that all know it, and because of that, you absorb it. But. I like the reboots. I like to catch yeah. up on this shit. Dude, yeah, but watch that Punisher movie. There I'm is no to. backstory at all. Good, it's just it it's opens. Just, dude, here's it a guy up, killing people. It Don't opens up with the Punisher. The lights go out at, at like an Italian gangster dinner. Done. Already and the lights it. come on, and then fucking heads get cut off, and then he does the upside down on the chandelier, shooting the guns. Ah. Oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> the look of just to say the look of satisfaction on Josh's dude, face. Dude, he so, punches a coke head in the face. And the dude's nose caves in behind his fist. I just want to point out, this is the third time, no, fourth time you've described that scene on this podcast. Because it's the greatest scene you ever you love it committed that much. to celluloid. You love it it's that the much. one. Uh, okay, we're at, we're at like two hours. Okay. So this, let's this wrap up. This happens when I'm on podcast. No, no, no. forever. We <laughs> usually go about an hour and a half to two hours, but I just was like, you know what? Let's wrap let's, it up. Okay. So let's let's end this with, obviously, you should see show Kasugi movies. Yes. Um, obviously they're on YouTube yes yes so check them out um, and uh, I gotta I gotta say I know there's some feeling of like we whatever I'm willing to I'm open if you are someone in the filmmaking business to a new ninja movie I know it's hard to do no backstories yeah, no, no backstories no, just no pop stars we know what ninjas are people just, know what ninjas are we don't yeah. need an explanation Dude, and, and we really in. don't we really need the mysticism we need titties yeah. We Probably need cocaine, cocaine or heroin. Your drug of choice. <laughs> I, I do think it's. I do think though that it, the insertion of canon films of boobs and drugs into the ninja canon. Uh, you know, no one, no, no one, one making ninja no movies before that were like, yeah, we should have more naked women in this yeah, ninja it's like, movie. You know, this ninja thing's cool. But, but canon films, drugs? they're like, yo, boobs, and everyone was like, brilliant. That's how you saw some of these movies though, because yeah. they were on late. And yeah. the titty would come out because the titty couldn't be out earlier in the day. <laughs> no, that's true. You know, and that's that true. was what's great about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> Joe, thank you for being on. This is the part of the podcast where we uh, hype things coming up. Is there anything yeah. coming up you want to talk about? I know you mentioned the Bane shows coming up. When are those at? Uh, May 5th and 6th. Ah, see, I'm so bad. I book it and then I forget the number. I either know the day, <laughs> the but not the number. Or the du- <laughs> They're at, are those at the church? Or the church. Cool. Yeah, Nation oh. of Wolves is on one of them, right? Yeah, we're going to Nation of Wolves on the first night. Uzi nice. Kids are playing the second night. I didn't get a chance here, to say, here, I really like Nation of Wolves. Here, Dude, big ups to my man Jordan Clarius for holding it down Never like a my g- fucking before. veteran. I gave, him, I gave him the one props he needs. He didn't go crazy and scream too loud. But he's over 30, and when you're hit 30 years old, your feet sit on the fucking ground when you sing. <laughs> no hopping around. This is not a fucking gymnasium. He's in shape, though. He likes yeah, to no, exercise. No, 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 no. It's not about stuff. shape. It's about being a strength and a strong man and being a front man, not a hop arounder. <laughs> you know, like, there's this thing with front man where they feel like they, like, only John Joseph has to move the whole time. He's got Andy a zigzag. Com- <laughs> yeah, zigzag. Com- you know? 
Greatest frontman of all time. You know, he does, drinks water, wipes sweat off his head, and gets ready for his part. Yeah, he's the greatest yeah. frontman in, yeah. in, in hardcore life. Yeah, Wait, right. who is it? Who's Anthony Comedy Now, Killing Time. Oh, right, the greatest, right, right, right. The greatest hardcore band. Um, the things I want to hype is my friends doing cool shit. Oh, yeah. We're, and that's more important than anything. Cause yeah. Cinepunks, I make fun of Liam. He loves I don't make, make fun, fun of, of Josh. <laughs> Here we are in a table with a computer and this, and you're creating something. A thousand times more punk rock than writing the same mosh riff and redoing it. <laughs> to That's be fair, fair um, I am writing the same mosh riff in n- other no. bands. <laughs> no, I'm talking about that same one that Jim Winter- Winters came up with by accident. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. That's right. There's so many more avenues for punk rock than just the band. Yeah. The zine. Th- th- this is a new zine. Yeah. yeah. Th- and and, no, it's, and it's amazing to see my friends do this. I think. Yeah. Philadelphia, we are. I, I pray that it's not the apex. I hope we have a couple more years before yeah. we're at the apex, and then you know I'll be forty in four years. So I'm hoping about the time yeah. I'm forty, I'm like, well, that was the best it's ever going to get. <laughs> I also like to point out, and I don't care what chick I get for this. New York hardcore is the kid who was cool in high school. Sure. And you look at him now, you're like, oh, this is who you married. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is the job you're stuck yeah. at. Yeah. And I don't mean that the bands. I mean it as the the, the as scene. our as our shows roll bigger. California, there's so many. DC Straight Edge is beautiful right now. Like yeah, dude. There's 17 kids in 108 bands there. Pure disgust. We have three. Dude, the band rules. Uh, I, I I will not say anything about that band because I have a I have a weird thing where I, I got to talk to the singer because I got to got a lot of weird questions. But <laughs> Joe, Joe has beef, but it's fine. No, no it's, not, it's beef. not beef. No, it's, it's just like it's I got a lot, I lot of weird questions. I have a lot of weird questions that could, you could take in the wrong way. But the point is, but, is but, that DC has but, great shows and but great pro, bands. Protester, line of sight, yeah, standoff, yeah. and right. standoff, pure disgust, line of sight, red death, red death. Have fucking four of the same. Like, yeah, can we do that here? Can no. We, no, 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 no. We can't because we have no one. Who wants to be in just a band and not worry about well, people want to come? And and it's the only part that Philadelphia is lacking because we have a thousand house shows. Yeah, yeah. But them house shows, people don't come to the big shows. Yeah. But yeah. we all know each other and we're all friends because we went to the big umbrella of the big tent shows. Yeah. And that was what I was going to get at. Everyone yeah. does something cool. Everyone has their show. Everybody has their thing to do. But and it's a ballsy thing for me to say. But I'm a fucking thirty-something-year-old cement mason with a fucking wife. And I'm stuck answering fucking picklehead fucking questions <laughs> yeah. at seven thirty at night instead of being at shows all the time. Yeah, yeah. But people need to be more of, not afraid to be under the big tent with everybody. Like yeah. that yeah. AN show existed because yeah. people said, "I'm not going to go to this three band show in some basement. I want to go to the big show." Yeah, there's right. nothing wrong with the big show. And if your little thing that you're doing can come under the big show, it makes the bigger show better. Most more you fun. Know, yeah. Look at the posers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hype up the posers for one second before we roll. Band from out there, West Philly world. They're playing with no effects. What? Really? You got them with no effects. They're playing with the Peter and the Test Two Babies, a show we yeah. have come up late night. Like, here's a band that left the, what you would think, like elitist outside world. They came into, hey, we're going to play some bigger shows because they're not afraid to. Exp-. I miss that world. I think right. everybody now, for all the cool that everyone does, it's like a treehouse. Like, well, I'm going to stay in my treehouse and you stay in your treehouse. No one wants to play in the playground together anymore. It's kind of sad. Sure. Sure. That's the way I look at it. You know, like you got the shows here, you got the shows there, but you're not so much merging. That's what made yeah. Ed and Burn fun. That's what made Judge fun. That's what yeah. makes This Is Hardcore fun. Yeah. That's uh, what made Edrise fun. Yeah. That I, show, dude, I, yeah dude, was, there were so lots many, of different kinds yeah. of bands that night. That's the other thing is, you know, like uh, I got a lot of shit for putting pulling t- punches on the Poison Idea show. Uh, people gave me weird shit for doing the Cruel Hand No Zodiac show. 
When the fuck are you going to find out about bands if you don't put them on shows? Same thing when we talked about this movie. Like we went off a segue. We went, we went off in fucking branches the whole time. But yeah. We talked about a ton of shit. Yeah. Dude, the first time I saw the Get Up Kids was with 97A. Yeah. So that yeah. was a magical time in hardcore for me, and it can't happen again. One, yeah, 100% the idea that uh, there shouldn't be, you know, uh, I don't understand if someone only likes all these bands that sound alike. Well, they only that play like the it same. because they're not exposed to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll tell that's you what, true. I came out as a metalhead. Yeah. No heart. No, I didn't jump out with a fucking GB patch on my ass. Yeah. I had no fucking idea, but I heard the word "sick of it all," and I was like, "I'm fucking sick of it all." Yeah. 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 And I sheer terror. These names invoked. I gotta see this. And from that, anything that came close to this type of negative, I saw them with Shelter. I didn't know about no fucking Harry Christmas. I saw them on South Street. He's like, "Give me cookies." My mom said they're weird. <laughs> the you know, first one of the first tapes I ever had had. Bands like 97A and Circle Storm with bands like Don't Lords bring of, them up. Like Lords of Brooklyn and E Town Concrete. Like Lords of Brooklyn was, played at JC Dobbs. Yeah. Did you know about this? <laughs> yeah. With corn headlining. Yeah. Sugar Ray in the middle. Oh my god. Oh shit. And we try to fight wow. the guys in the band Lords of Brooklyn. One of my friends, Chris, who's in a was a punk band, said, I didn't pay to see rap and they pulled this baseball bat out and everyone started yelling and screaming. <laughs> Then Corn had a miserable signing of the huge record that they had at Tower Records, and no one but me and Bushy went down, and we had Lorenzo's. <laughs> me, Bushy, Will, Chris, Kit all go down there, and we're like, "Yo, this guy's a corner, like actually cool dudes." But now you, you know you want to wipe that part of your hardcore. No. So, but I'm not going to do that. Yo, I'm not going to do, no, do that. Well, I mean, I, I, I seen Corn with Biohazard at the. Uh, and actually, there was it was a Cypress Hill or House of Pain that played at the Tower, and Corn opened. We saw them then. We thought they were heavy. There was less blended. It was more of a like you didn't know. Yeah. So it was okay to like it. Well, that's now it. everyone knows. Yeah. So they like I already know what this is gonna be. Yeah. I don't. And, I don't. That's not my thing. And, I, and, not and my I thing. said this to the Jesus Peace kids, and I say it to the kids. You can mosh. You can write the heaviest riff. You could tour. You could have all the Snapchat people. If you don't stage die for Gorilla Biscuits. You not a hardcore kid, and I yeah. and, and 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 I was not that at first. I was a metal person, and yeah. then I, little by little, by going to shows to get the fuck out of the house. Yeah, I got immersed, and I would go to New Jersey shows, and I'd see Lifetime. I'd go to New Jersey shows, see Vision. I would go to shows and see Fury of Five and E Town Concrete and Bulldogs, yeah. Yeah. and I would come to Philadelphia and see Robbie Red Cheeks and Atari and Ninety Seven A and Ranker and yeah. Rain on the Parade. Oh and, yeah, and fucking we saw we had our own thing with the. With the LTDs and the, the real deals and the Burnsides and the mm-hmm. Kensingtons, like we had our own thing, but yeah. we never stopped going to the, the other big things. things. Yeah. Right? You want? I mean, literally the you know that LTD show at the Friends was my first hardcore show. That was with, amazing. That was within a week of my second hardcore show, which was Civ <laughs> at the Truck. And never in my mind, to me, the LTD, you know, the real deal, supposed to be twenty five to life, but didn't happen. Show and the Civ show was smile and the Deftones, and everybody those, sat on stage doing a smile. Oh yeah, those were just different versions of the same thing. We they weren't, yeah, we they didn't. weren't like worlds apart. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong, like there's differences there. I'm not trying to erase everyone's differences, but the idea that like, well, we can only play this shitty place yeah. in this neighborhood with these yeah. kind of bands. That's what I was weird to me. That's it's what, fucking weird. I went to everything. Yeah. yeah. I moshed and we got kicked out. Me and Bushy moshing at the Deftones in HMV downtown. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then we saw um, Handsome at the at the, at the Kyber. Oh, and then we, you know, so good. And we saw the murder junkies. Like, you yeah. get exposed. And I feel like for the internet and all these fucking potato brain fucking pickle-headed motherfuckers, all the world is in the palm of their stupid hand. And, and they don't not taking advantage of it. No, they're not. Like, they don't care dude. about. They care about seven things, and it's the same riff that we heard twenty years ago. And went, thank you. These and these new graffiti fonts on the fucking demos, and these names that are like <laughs> re, back to basics redux. It's it's wow. like yeah. it's like it's like a past that we're forced to relive because the young kids won't go past. I I was my joke on Friday night was riff technology. It's like we. It's like. All the riffs that were written from 1994 to 2005 are just were buried. Now. They're buried, and no one knows about them. So these kids are unearthing them. Like, look at this riff. I'm like, oh, we're past that at this point. You know, like, <laughs> like I know all about that. What is that? A surprise? Like, yeah, how do you not know about that? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's how I feel listening to the bands now, and I don't want to knock them. And be like, listen. There's about 17 bands that did that. But yeah. I, I support it. I want it to continue, and that's why I tell everybody: support your friends. Be proud of what your friends do, but also. Get the fuck out of your own ass and support bigger shit. Like, you yeah. know, like bigger shit has changed, but there's still bigger shit. That's why we yeah. do this hardcore. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to shut up because we can talk for 10 years. <laughs> Was there anything you wanted to hype? Um, oh, you have a show. I'm playing a show on Wednesday. With, I uh, will try to get this out before your show. Okay. I'm playing a solo set at Kung Fu Necktie. <laughs> with, uh, who am I playing with? I don't even know. I'm playing with a band called Big Quiet. A uh, band called Glazer. I don't know where they're from. Some girl named Carol. I don't know. All I know is it's a Somebody bunch. Somebody invited you to be on a show, and you it's said a bunch yes. of full bands. And I'm going to show up with one guitar and one amp, and be like, "Yes, where do I plug in?" That's cool. Because <laughs> I don't give a shit. But uh, so that's coming up. Um, I'm going to California this weekend for the John Bunch Memorial Show. So I will be seeing Rockin' from the Crypt and Strife. <laughs> God bless. That's a great show. That Dude, show is so good. Chorus of Disapproval. Chorus of Disapproval. One of the best bands of all of time. Disapproval. Dude, oh, my God. I'm going to see that shit live, dude. Yeah, dude, it's happening. It, it just, I, I'm hoping that there's some... I'm, I'm praying that Dubar gets out there. I don't care what he does. Yeah. I hope he just gets out there. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if he stands on stage. Yeah. Get that motherfucker out yeah. on stage. I love him. I, Dude, honestly, I, I when I saw that, I was really excited to, to go, but uh, I I didn't even look into it because this weekend I'm going to Albuquerque. Oh, for what? I'm going Christ. to I'm going to a Christ is having a big thing out there. I'm going to a conference called Movies and Meaning. Oh, I thought you were going to some Jesus thing. No, it's a it's a it's a film event. Uh, I won't hype it too much because it's probably a little late for anyone to go. But it's cool. It's put together by a guy named Gareth Higgins, and it's. You know, it's sort of like a philosophical conversation around certain kinds of film. And, uh, you know, there's some secret stuff. There's some stuff they've announced. So if you're interested, check it out. Moviesandmeaning.com, I think. Right. Um, and honestly, I'm also going out. I'm hoping to meet people. I feel like at things like Fantastic Fest, I've met movie geeks. Yeah. I haven't met a lot of people who are interested in... Oh, I don't want to diss. Not that movie geeks aren't interested in this, but I think sometimes for movie geeks, the fact that I want to think philosophically about movies can be annoying because they're yeah. just like, oh, but the movie was awesome. And I'm like, yes, it was awesome, but I want to talk about this. So I'm hoping I can find some people there. Like-minded individuals. Yeah, just to talk yeah. a little bit of that. Plus, uh, a lot of the costs got eaten up because this is continuing education for Sue's. Oh, nice. So it's not as expensive. So, And I've never been there. I've never been to Albuquerque. You're going to hate it. I only I know that. Uh, Actually, you would live out there and do well. Bugs Bunny so? always told you to they take a left nice at Cholo. Albuquerque. They got some nice, yeah, but he did <laughs> take a left at Albuquerque. The yeah, Bugs Bunny fair. joke. That's You're going there. Yeah. Uh, I also want to real quick before we wrap up. Um, there's still tickets available for X Fest. 
Which uh, I have to get one of them, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Philadelphia Film Festival is coming up. They're oh, Philadelphia Film Festival is coming so up. We're going to be doing an episode with the directors of the New Breed documentary. Yeah, I'm pretty excited with about that. Joseph. So yeah. that's going to be an interesting time. Yep. New Breed comp. Yeah, they someone made a, movie made a about documentary it. about the New Breed comp. Don't say anything. <laughs> I see your face. Keep it to yourself. Philadelphia. <laughs> Keep Fe- it to yourself. <laughs> Hardcore, <laughs> hardcore culture is so cool right now. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm, I'm actually mystified that hardcore culture has reached the apex of internet world, where a tape that became the basis for so much New York hardcore fans, yeah, yeah, is now being translated into film. And I can only hope that I'm dead by the time people are trying to make a movie about the first. This is hardcore, dude. <laughs> Yo, that'll that's definitely gonna Man. happen. You know, it's Never. gonna happen. That's gonna I'll, be amazing. We'll uh, direct I'm, it. I'm, I'm, we'll get I'm, Sunny to shoot it. I'm I'm a fan of our culture staying alive. Yeah, yeah. and I'm a fan of people that love what they did, like Steve Delavacchio, um, yeah. Ken Salerno, yeah, and then the No Slam Dancing book. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. That's what's up, Steve Delodovico. Yeah, I don't know how to say his name right. But let's just call him Sicko for his Sicko. his Broad Sucks Street Sicko. breakdown. His Broad Street breakdown podcast with Vinny and the, and OG is the greatest thing. It's have really, you done that it's show? Really yet? funny. What? It's really have you funny. done that show? I'll or? never do the show. Let them just uh. do their thing. Listen, there's guys that need to be on shows. I do this. I did the Post America podcast with Richie Crutch, and I've done the Black and Blue Radio Takeover. I've done Edgeland with yeah. Bill, the funniest guy, the secretly Yo. funniest guy. And I just recently did one for this guy who's uh, from New York, but he lives in Florida. And uh, I don't need to be on all these. But I love the culture. So when you tell me a new breed comp, it's just an interesting thing because the things we just talked about. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll does be, the, I mean, I'm excited the, about it. I'm excited I think about the Uzi it. kids know what new breed is, but I don't think the Jesus piece knows what it is. Yeah. I mean, and I think we need the Jesus piece and the pure disgust kids to, to know watch what it is. The new breed. To know, movie. just to know. Just yeah. to know what it is because that's the history. I, I didn't, I, you know, we read about it. Now you're going to get a video version. Yeah, that's fucking great. I think it'll so be I, cool. I'm I, and the people who are doing it. The thing about the for me what? with those documentaries is how connected is the person making the documentary yeah. to what they're filming. Well, that's where Drew Stone really comes into the. Yeah, he's always been the man, and Drew Stone is with his movies and it, just his documentary aspect of it. Like he's doing a New York one, you yeah. know. I, like I, my joke stands though, like New York hardcore in 2015 and 16, because it's now 16, is uh, more like the guy who just was like, remember back that time in high school, yeah, when like we kicked that kid's uh. ass, and it's like, <laughs> and I love New York hardcore in every incarnation, and like I just saw, and I because of the internet, I saw a YouTube of Void, they played three songs, and then Jimmy Murphy's Law says. This is my agnostic front and blah blah blah, and they do uh, two psychos covers, and then it's the first agnostic front set. Yeah, because of the internet, I got to see what became agnostic front. Yeah, a- and the irony, and I say pickleheadedness, is a guy going. This is the beginning of New York hardcore. Well, that's four years or five years in the eighty-seven shows. Yeah, so it's not the exact beginning. Like, <laughs> like you know, like it's not the ex- and I don't say this on the internet because then you get like you get in trouble for yelling, like yeah. arguing with some dude who doesn't get what I'm saying. Like, no, like there was New York hardcore. It just it took a next level. Yeah, there's yeah. no question that Agnostic Front, yeah, did so much, and it's not a question that the new breed tape truly did usher Move a new era, like, stuff forward. Yeah. Oh my God. So the fact that someone's doing a video, like a movie about it, yeah. but then I think about it and it's such a weird thing to me. Cause it's like, 
do I want to think of the Call for Unity movie? Right. And that's what comes up. And that's what, when you give it a look, I'm like, I'm like, is this the beginning of every compilation that we've Getting ever? Getting their own. I, 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 I think, actually, uh, the funniest compilation from New York Hardcore was New York's Hardest, and that was like 20 years last year. Yeah. And almost <laughs> none of the bands on the comp actually showed up for the release because so many of them were side bands. Yeah. Uh, but New York's Hardest was another one later on. Can't take it. New Breed is really like, for me, it'll always be where the wild things are at, but I sure. can't say that in chronology Yeah, because New York's Hardest was my first foray into that. Yeah, like it was East Coast Assault. Yeah, New York's hardest, and yeah. then because of zines, you you reach back and where the wild things are. Yeah, because I like the way it is, and I actually heard the way it is first. Carmen San, uh, Carmen Diamico, R.I.P. Yeah. He had it, but the first time I heard the where the wild, like so many of my favorite bands from that era are yeah. on that. On that and cup. then it was like, what about the Jamie D- Davis and his zine All Out War? Yeah, was the one that talked about the New Breed tape. It's it's incredible to see, and I know there's a huge thing about the fact that it was a. Uh, Minorities and hardcore pushing that, and it's amazing yeah. to see that 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 scope is being pushed sure. in, in this Even time. Further now, yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing to see that that's like the 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 the, the spotlight because that tape really did do a lot for yeah. New York hardcore. Side note: we for me, I, we brought this up when we interviewed Frank Pavich. The New York Harker documentary soundtrack, which existed long before there was any movie to see, everyone I knew had that had that thing, and I, it, it literally I forever thought that the movie was bullshit. It was never going to happen. It was never going to exist. It look at the never look at was no, slam, thing. no no slam dance in the yeah. book. Yeah. The book was second to the movie, but it came out first. Yeah, and it's just what happens when production and we talk yeah. about movies being yeah. made. I mean. I can't say that I've ever seen the whole thing all the way through yet. This whole no slam dance. Do I want to see it? God, I want to see it so much. Oh, the city gardens. I saw it. it I haven't right. seen. I haven't, right on dance floor. No, I have, I have not seen it. It's it, good. It, I mean, I seen, it's a I little seen, long. Yeah, I seen. We'll see. I seen what's on the, this article when they had that. Sure, but I haven't seen the full feature. And and for me, I think the book is better. Yeah, me too. Well, for me, the book is a lot more for me, manageable. For me, the book, I got to imagine it. And yeah. see it like, yeah. and I'm a book guy, so it's hard, you know. It's and, yeah. uh, the Germs movie was great. Yeah, we do well, a secret. Oh my! Like, there's so many cool. Like, so like when I give you that face, I'm just I'm picturing like, yeah, what like what other compilation movies are gonna like? Is this compilation is gonna be the next thing? Like, that, yeah. Voice of the Voiceless documentary. Yeah, like you know, there's so many <laughs> God's Forgotten Voiceless. People documentary. I hope that they do a Cabbage Collective. I hope they do an R5 awesome. one. I hope hope everything that <laughs> ever was done from our culture gets. Put all the spotlight like that because it deserves it because it's the last. Yeah, these motherfuckers now. Yeah, fuck yous. If you don't pick up and see that it's more than just something that you're wearing right now to get your pussy off Snapchat, you're gonna lose it and you're gonna be fucking forty five and trying to get your band back together and bring back the sick mosh because you didn't see it when you're in. I didn't realize it until I looked at myself and saw the people around me and went, I'm not like these people because I'm here. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't have the self identify like I'm my own person, so I'm weirder than you. No, I felt yeah. I never. I, I like uh, my friend Vitus von Attinger, SCA guy, also known as Sean Garrison. He's in a he was in a band called King Horse from Kentucky, who's now in an awesome band called I Have a Knife. Forty yeah. something years old. Yeah, been in hardcore since the beginning of the eighties. Yeah, and when you read his shit on Facebook about buying records, being from Kentucky, sure, found the hardcore. Found metal, found SCA, and now he's back in hardcore. And he told me years ago, "You'll never make it in the SCA because it's not your tribe. You have your tribe of people, yeah, 
And I, and I really feel like no matter where I'm at in life, I can fit with the cement masons a little bit, Freemasons a little bit. Hardcore people, that's our tribe. That's our friendships. Yeah. And I don't, I hope that these kids, and I said like the Big Ten, I hope they realize if you don't recognize that, you're going to wake up and be like, man, I missed that, man. Like, I think I think this really gets it with our podcast. There's a million movie podcasts. There's a bajillion movie yeah, podcasts. There really are. But there is no movie podcast which is done by folks from our community where that's part of it. And it's not like if you are a hardcore kid and you listen to any of these other great, they're great podcasts, it's not like you're going to be alienated. But I hope that we, uh, in our talking about film, we bring to it that realization that, that uh, we understand what it's like to do it yourself to have already created things on your own and that i hope comes across in how we talk about the way these films are made that for yeah. some of these people they were not that different than punks they were people who were like i think i gotta make I, this shit happen and i'm gonna do whatever i can to make it happen and it's from, just gonna exist from you seeing you were involved in the this is hardcore f- like film at or whatever you call that <laughs> yeah fuck that's more diy than booking a show these days yeah, yeah. seriously there's no wow. how many emails zero yeah. How much? How much driving around? And, I mean, at th- at seven in the morning on Easter Sunday, I was in a raft, and Sonny's got a rope, and he's and, and, and he's filming me. All right, all right, we're out. Joe, thank you for being on. This Can we is a all great say episode. smoke bomb at the same time since we all no, watch show I'm not going to do movies. smoke. Oh, you're right. It relates to the topic. <laughs> yeah. Josh ends every episode by saying smoke bomb. All right, thank you for listening to episode forty nine of Cinepunks and smoke, smoke bomb. bomb. That actually felt really good.